This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is June 11th, a Friday. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, as of 12.01 a.m. Friday, Philadelphia ended its last two COVID-19 restrictions, the indoor mask mandate and the 11 p.m. last call for restaurants. Wow. According to officials, people who received their final dose of COVID, uh, the COVID vaccine at least two weeks ago are considered fully vaccinated, and the Philadelphia Department of Public Health will no longer require that masks be worn indoors or outdoors in most settings. Now, people who are not vaccinated or not fully vaccinated Vaccinated are still strongly recommended to wear masks indoors and outdoors when around others. But don't leave your mask at home altogether. Private companies, such as stores, uh, can still ask everyone to wear a mask indoors. The same goes for people who are returning to a workplace. Companies may still require masks at work. In addition, due to ongoing risk, Philadelphia will still require that masks be worn indoors in select settings, included but not limited to hospitals and other health care institutions, congregate uh, facilities such as prisons, shelters, and adult day pr- programs public transportation, and that includes all of it, planes, trains, buses, taxis, and rideshare vehicles, indoor schools, camps, and early childhood education facilities. Last month, health, health officials in Pennsylvania announced that the rest of the state will completely lift its mask order on June 28th. Multiple homes went up in flames in Eagleville on Thursday afternoon after authorities say a code enforcement officer encountered a homeowner who was allegedly armed with a weapon. It Ooh. happened during what police are calling a follow-up inspection just before 1 p.m. near a home in the 400... Uh, 4,000 block of Carden Place. After the homeowner displayed a firearm, additional officers responded and engaged with the man before he retreated back into his home, according to Lower Providence Township Police Chief Mike Jackson. Jackson did not provide details of any possible code violations or the reason for the inspection. Soon after, there were a series of explosions. Three homes caught on fire. One person sustained minor injuries. A search for the homeowner is still ongoing, but there's no. Uh, they're saying that there's no danger to the community. The fire damaged a family's home whose six, nine, and 14-year-old children were at home remote yeah. learning. Uh, they had to be rescued by police. The couple says the man, who was only known to them as a neighbor, had been acting strange recently. They said they saw on their surveillance camera uh, it captured the suspect digging with his hands in the yard at 2 a.m. <laughs> yeah. The incident forced nearby residents to shelter in place, but the order was lifted. Police have not identified the man that is being sought by police. Anyone with information is asked to contact the Lower Providence Township Police Department. Philadelphia is is finally classifying ATVs and dirt bikes as illegal for street use closing. Interesting. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. So riding dirt bikes and all-terrain vehicles like dune buggies on Philadelphia streets is now illegal. And in a unanimous vote on Thursday, Philadelphia City Council amended the traffic code to define dirt bikes and dune buggies as illegal vehicles. The change closes a loophole that prevented Philadelphia police from confiscating the vehicles. I mean, that makes sense to me. It should. I I would have thought that would have been it the whole time along because... For dirt bikes don't have the proper lights, mirrors, yeah. and things like yeah. that are required for street riding. When you were growing um, up in, in St. Louis, was, uh, when I, I remember like dirt bikes and mini bikes and anything like that was illegal on regular roads. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. yeah, no yeah. question. I mean, you could maybe ride one in a suburban neighborhood um, and because there weren't police patrolling right. and so on, and there really wasn't through traffic going on all the time, but right. that was very uncommon. Right, but if as you're... As opposed if, to... City streets where there's, you know, constant traffic and so on. So, yeah, I'm surprised it took this long to 
to deem them illegal. I would have thought it would have been that way anyhow. I know. Strange. Residents have been long at odds with the dirt bike and ATV riders using city streets. Community meetings about the issue were often animated with homeowners complaining about excessive noise and confrontation with riders. One high-profile incident between a driver and a dirt bike rider in South Philadelphia this March resulted in criminal charges. Cell phone video showed the rider beating the driver and throwing concrete at the car after a minor accident. The rider was ultimately charged with aggravated assault. Police periodically uh, crack down on the riding, sometimes holding sting operations, but the department's policy on vehicle chases makes catching up with the riders difficult. Members of the street riding community said they're just riding for fun and trying to get out of neighborhoods riddled with uh, violent crime. In an interview late last year, two riders said crackdowns won't stop them. I've been doing this for years. This is my stress reliever. I'm not going to stop. I'm never going to stop. One rider uh, who did not identify himself at the time said. So quick question, uh, Casey, maybe you can answer this. With like the um, so obviously these things can achieve at a velocity that a regular bicycle, you know, it would be hard to get up to a speed. Oh God, yes. Yeah. So so um, what about like the electric bikes and the assisted bikes? How fast do they go? Uh, twenty well, miles an hour. Yeah, but twenty. Uh, 20 uh, I'm sorry to jump in. I, I rode when I was at Zippy's the other day. Yeah. And they top off at 20. 20, okay. It's not that they top off at 20. It's that they don't get to 20 like that, like these motorbikes do. Like okay. My, I, you know, on my bicycle. That is not electric. I was I, I got twenty nine on on Saturday or Sunday. Right, you know, right. like I was just so, curious. Yeah. yeah, so it doesn't necessarily matter how fast you can go. It's just how quickly how, and you know, like listen, you what? Know. Just go get a scooter. Go get a Honda uh, Metropolitan or a Vespa or a Ruckus or whatever. Like, hey, those sure things are kids, street legal. The kids want to ride around on Vespas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, these guys want to pop wheelies and you know. It's hard and, to and pop here, a wheelie on a Vespa. <laughs> so when I when I was a, a kid and, and was a dirt bike rider, we would we would take our bikes to tracks. There were mm. there were tracks that you go to, and and some of them would go off into the woods, and and you know it was really cool. Now you got yeah. you, ha- you have to have the area to do that. But that was what was exciting because you could jump over stuff and do really cool things. I absolutely remember a, a mini bike tracks and things like that where people would go. And, and I guess there's nothing, no equivalent like that? So no, I don't know. Not right, yeah. not right now. City Council and the riding community are exploring creating an ATV and dirt Good. bike park somewhere in the city for them they to They should. Ride. Well, I'll give you yeah. an analogy. I mean, uh, skateboarders, for example. Right. Like, you know, over the last uh, 15, yep. 20 years, they have created more and more skate parks. And if initially, you know, people, the skateboarders were like, no, we don't want to do that. That's, you know, and that. Now they are so incredibly popular that the skateboarders are able to go to really cool skate parks, enjoy themselves, and then not be in places where they aren't wanted at the time. Right? Yeah. Hey, are those like um, employed or manned? Like, is anybody there? Or anybody? usually by like Parks Department? Oh, yeah. it is. Yeah, okay. Gary Lauer and Gary Lauer yeah. comes out. Yeah, sometimes with his jam, sometimes not. Well, maybe they can work something out um, so that you know these kids can can ride, but just not on the streets of Philadelphia. And by the way, Steve, getting back to your electric bike thing, you still have to pedal. It's not like a moped where once you pedal and you, and right. you get it going. It just takes over. So like, what have I seen where there, the person is clearly not pedaling and it's zipping along? Moped? Uh, I don't know. I, you know what? No, there no, was that, there, case there, there are was, bikes like that. Yeah, I, there are. I rode one this past weekend. It's a little one, and you don't need to pedal at all. Uh, there's a little accelerator on uh, the, and they uh, can actually a, be a throttle. They can be a little dangerous. Like they're they they, yeah. they get up there. You if you're not used to riding them, like you can, have you been on one? You can no, but oh, yeah. I my a friend of I watched my friend do it. He rode his yeah. mother-in-law's bike, and uh, he was like, I was not expecting it. Like I almost fell off it because I wasn't expecting it to go that fast. Uh, 
right. quickly. All right. So, Steve, you'll love this because, you know, I said I rode one of those electric bikes. There's a bike shop in Wildwood called Zippy's and get our bike work done there. And I was there getting picking up a bike and Scott, the owner, goes here. I want you to take this out for a ride. And he hands me one of these electric bikes. And like Casey said, you have to pedal to engage it. And you keep pedaling. Right. Um, and if you stop pedaling, then the power stops. So it's like riding a bike, you coast and so on. Sure. But you feel... Like the foot chase in uh, Civil War when they're running through the tunnel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because <laughs> you're pedaling, but you're going way faster than you should be going. Or when you walk on the people you, mover at the airport. Yes, that, yeah, you, you feel, feel like that. a little bit like a superhero. So, yeah. so pretty was, awesome. So like going up a hill, you would get that assist. You get right? that assist. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but you're what? still pedaling and you still like, you know. I know, I know. Yeah. But, but it's clearly can, that's the, 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 the added oomph is what you're paying for. Right. You can, you can add resistance to it to make yourself right. physically work harder. If you okay. want to, okay. or you can back way up it where you're just kind of la di da di da and you're flying doing 20 miles an hour, and it's really cool. I might have to check into that. Yeah, cool. I had felt like it was cheating. I was like, that's cheating, cheating, cheating. And then Scott did the same thing. He's like, get on it, just try it. And I rode it around the block. I was like, oh no, you're you're actually still cycling. You're still, yeah. you know, you're actually still putting forth an effort, but a little bit. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, I would say a lot of it. Like, but uh, you know, it but it's not doing all of the work for you. Right. Huh. It's pretty cool. I'm going to have to explore that. You got to check it out. Yes, I think I will. All right, let's do sports this morning. (laughs) Ball sacks are yummy. Ball sacks are yummy. The Phillies came back to beat the Braves 4-3 yesterday at the ballpark in another walk-off win. Less than 19 hours after Luke Williams hit a two-run home run to win it in the bottom of the ninth, Gene Segura hit a long single to the center field wall to score Alec Bohm and Odubel Herrera in the bottom of the the tenth. The Phillies are off today before opening up a quick two-game weekend series against the New York Yankees tomorrow afternoon at the ballpark. Vince Velasquez gets to start. Game time is at 4.05. The Sixers return to action tonight with Game 3 against the Hawks in Atlanta. The series is tied at one game apiece, and tip-off is scheduled for 7.30. Last night in the NBA, the Bucks got back into their series with an 86-83 win over wow. the Brooklyn Nets last night in Milwaukee. The Nets now lead the series two games to one. In the Western Conference, the Jazz beat the L.A. Clippers, winning 117-111 to to take game Game two in Utah. The Jazz are now up two games to none. In the NHL, Alex Petrangelo scored his first goal of the postseason to break a tie late in the second period, and the Golden Knights beat the Colorado Avalanche 6-3 in game six of their second-round series to advance to the Stanley Cup semifinals. The final four in the NHL are the Vegas Golden Knights, who will play the Montreal Canadiens, and the New York Islanders, who will face the defending Stanley Cup champions, the Tampa Bay Lightning. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thank you very much, Kathy. And uh, Friday, as I mentioned earlier, going to give away our word of the week prize today that is a wonderful thing we do have a few guests that are going to be joining us on the show uh we're going to talk to our buddy uh rich voss always great to spend a little time with him he's great uh we also have uh brad rudder one of the goats from uh jeopardy is on the chase and season two uh is airing sundays on abc we're gonna check in with him it's a good show so he's on with ken jennings and he's got james holzhauer and he's got the the guy um 
Uh, I forget his name too, Steve. The but Beast, I, they call him. Yeah. He's, he's he's actually the original. He's the Ken Jennings of the original version of the show. Oh, okay. I, I like the show, Steve. Let me uh, ask you this though, because I, I enjoy watching it, but it, it makes me nervous. Like when it does, they, okay, it right. does. Yeah. When, yeah. when they're going up against the champs and the, the lines are getting closer <laughs> together, I'm like, it, well, it, it works. works for the guy. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it builds tension in a really interesting way. Yeah. We'll talk to Brad, and also we're going to have on Alfonso Ribeiro hey! this morning on the show. Talk uh, America's Funniest Home Videos. He's great. So now, with all of that, we have a few other things that are taking place. We need to award our final coolest teacher. It's the last one of 2021. Uh, So we put the word out uh, to Pittman High School in Pittman, New Jersey, to text in and tell us who they thought should receive the award. And we are happy to say that we do have a winner and are proud to give the final award to... Mr. Matt Newcomb. Mr. Newcomb is an English teacher and once again a a continued story. He graduated from Pittman in 1997. This is amazing how often we hear this. And he's been teaching there for 16 years. And he actually created a class, Film as Literature. I would love to take a class like that. I did. I took a few. I always loved them. Yeah. They're wonderful. And apparently this school has uh, puts on, Nick, you saw it. They, they put on an amazing, or used to put on an amazing Harry Potter. Yes. Um, you know, festival. They had like a Harry no Potter kid. day. He, yeah. He probably participates. That's awesome. He's the varsity coaches uh, soccer, uh, varsity boys soccer coach, track, swimming, diving. He does all the diving case. Hey, hey. You and Kathy can talk about that. <laughs> Uh, so, Mr. Newcomb, if you get a chance, call us after 7 o'clock. We'd love to hear from you. And don't forget, he does get the Coolest Teacher of the Year coffee mug. Uh, he gets tickets to the MM Barbecue to wear his Coolest Teacher t-shirt to sit in the Coolest Teacher section and a $25 gift card from our friends at Acme Markets. So he's a head soccer coach, and this season, apparently, he had to coach his son on the soccer team as well. And, oh, uh, wow. and they had a perfect record. So, oh, wow. Yeah, they, they, it was a, a winning combination. Oh, it is. It's tough coaching your own child. Yeah, I, I would uh, imagine for a couple of reasons. Number one, you don't want to show too much favoritism, you know, for the other students, and also you don't want to be too hard on your own kid. Also, you, they don't listen to you. Yeah, they don't listen to you. I don't want them to know I've fallen for you. Yeah, I, I've had the conversation on the way home from practice and games many times where I go, "I'm not your father out there. I'm your yeah. coach out there. I need you to, you know." I'm like, I've seen the way you teach, you treat other coaches, and blah 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 blah. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure it's a common thing. Uh, so hopefully we'll talk to him, and we don't need to draw another one because we're no. done for the year. So. All right, let's take a break. Come back in a second. We'll get to the entertainment report, the stupid question. Those things are right around the corner. We're going to have a good time today. Make sure you stay with us. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, so the Stupid Question prize is a four-pack of tickets for the <clears throat> Gold Over America Tour. Simone uh, Biles will be at this event. And the question has to do with the Sixers. Uh, they got a game tonight. Uh, 1-1 against the Hawks so far. And 
Doc Rivers. What is his real first name? His, his birth name is not Doc. Let's see if we know the answer to that. 215-263-WMMR. Call now if you happen to know. All right. What is Doc Rivers' real first name? 215-263-WMMR. Give us a call. Going to go through some birthdays. Got a list of them while we're waiting for your answer. Today is the 11th day of June, and we'll begin with ZZ Top. Hey. It is Frank Beard's birthday today, the drummer. I was just listening to some ZZ Top yesterday. I'm a big fan of Rough Boy. Oh, yeah. I Dude, love I that I always like Rough Boy. Yes. That's a great tune. It's, it's, must... it's a rare ballad from, uh, yeah. from ZZ Top. Very atypical. Yeah. that's uh, It's funny that you brought that up. It's always one of my favorites from that, that particular era when they, right, st- right. when they got into Eliminator and passed and started getting a little bit more popish. Uh, that was a great tune, yeah. But uh, Frank Beard, a uh, great drummer, and he he does um, what's called the uh, um, uh, the Texas. Oh man, hang on a Two second. Two step? Nope. No boogie. Nope. 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 It's a shuffle. Uh, it's a drum uh, rhythm. Oh. Uh, and it's a it's a really cool little thing, and you you hear it on uh, uh, on Lagrange, which oh. is a really cool. Uh, it's okay. You don't have to play. Yeah. Uh, so he he turned 72 years old today, oh Mr. My. Frank Beard. Uh, then you have Donnie Van Zant. Donnie Van Zant, singer and guitarist of 38 Special, brother of Ronnie and Johnny Van Zant, but wasn't in Leonard Skinner. They, 38 Special was a kind of a tendril of Leonard Skinner. Uh, to me, this is uh, like uh, country rock. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I dug their place. Me too. Yeah. I, I, was, I loved 38 Special. Yeah. There's several songs from them, Rocking Into the Night and um, uh, this one and uh, So Caught Up in You. There's a lot of good songs from them. Do you remember the video for the last song? Um He's dan or I don't know if it's him, but somebody in the video is dancing with. I don't know where they got this girl, but it was a big fury over how amazing looking this woman was. Really, and I think they did a search and so on and so forth. I remember MTV doing something with it. Yeah, I believe it. Uh, So Donnie Van Zant is uh, 69 years old today. It's Shia LaBeouf's birthday Uh today. Uh, Shia LaBeouf. He wants you to do it. Is just do it. He is do it. (laughs) Just. Do it. Just do it. Just do it. Dude, you know what? Just do it. For schizophrenics who hear voices, this must be what it's like. Just do it. Just screaming in your head. Just do it. Do it. Just do it. Do it. Just do it. Do it. Do it. That's enough. Dear God. God, I'm going to lose my mind. That's how they feel. And that's Now I think we've learned something now. Stay on your medication. Oh, my God. Or you will go crazy with Shia LaBeouf. He celebrates his 30... Fifth birthday today. He and seems a little high strung. Just a little bit. I I hope he gets normaled out. I I hope something because he's a really good actor, man. I've, there's some movies of his I very Fury. much enjoyed. Fury was a yeah. great movie. Yeah. So he turns 35 today. And Peter Butter Falcon, he's yes. great in that yeah. too. Uh, Adrienne Barbeau. Oh. Uh, <laughs> cannibal Run. She's, yeah. cannibal she's coming runner. to town. I think she's at one of the Monster Manias. Oh, okay. And uh, I hope she, yes. And, uh, swamp uh, Thing, right? What yeah, she okay. that? Swamp Thing. The Fog. And, yeah. yeah. Yes. Married to John Carpenter. The Escape from New York. I didn't know that. Yeah, she's briefly married to John Carpenter, and she's okay. great. All right. Uh, yeah, Adrian Barbeau is 76 years old today. Uh, Joe Montana, the Hall uh, of Fame quarterback, not the actor. John Joe Montana. Paint Pena. Uh, he is, uh, Montana is celebrating his 65th birthday today. One of the greats. Can't deny that. Uh, it's also Peter Dinklage's birthday today. 
Game of Thrones fame. Um, I just I watched um, Between Two Ferns with Zach Galifianakis, and there's a blooper reel, an outtake, and he is talking. He has Peter Dinklage on, and he's trying to make fun of him by comparing him to a kid from Wizards of Waverly Place. And he says, and I believe the actor's name is um, Chad Farthouse. <laughs> And Dinklage just can't keep it together. And it just, I laughed my ass off as soon as he said Chad Farthouse. And, and then to watch Dinklage crack up because he's obviously an incredible actor and he lost uh, it too. Uh, he's uh, 52 today. Happy birthday. Uh, Joshua Jackson. Yes. Who is in Dawson's Creek. Casey. Uh, that's right. That is character. What was the uh, the, the Skulls? She was skulls. in the Skulls. Yeah. And, and he was in uh, a movie, that, uh, a series that I loved. Called Fringe. That was oh, kind of yeah. like an X Files. It kind of okay. fell apart, right? Like, uh, or did it, was, it end? It ended. It, okay. was, it was pretty good. Yeah, it, 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 these things peter out after a while. Yeah. Though. Uh, he is forty-three today. And the last birthday is Hugh Laurie, ah. star of the show House. Uh, he is sixty-two. You sound like everybody. <laughs> Hugh Laurie's great. I could not. House just pissed me off. I knew his performance was great, but I'm like, I get it. He's cantankerous. He's a genius. Everyone puts up with him being a dick. That was like uh, Mark Harmon on NCIS. Yeah. Dude was just not nice. Yeah. I mean, like, mean to the people Everybody. that do everything for him. And I was just like, dude, F you. stop being a dick. Okay, I don't care if you lose Lose a few patients. I don't All care. All right, Hugh Laurie is 62 today. All right, we'll see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. Uh, Doc Rivers' real first name. We'll see if somebody knows the answer to that. And we are going to go to Sean for it. Hey, Sean, good morning. Morning, bitches. All right, morning, bitch. <laughs> Sean, what is Doc Rivers' real first name? Glenn. Yeah, Glenn Anton Rivers is his name. Now, what I don't know is where he got the nickname Doc. Any, is that uh, in his school. profile anywhere, Nick? I don't know. That's a good question. All right, uh, Sean, hang on the line. We are going to give you a four-pack of tickets for the Gold Over America Tour. Simone Biles, the most decorated gymnast of all time. Headlines, Athleta presents Gold Over America Tour at the Wells Fargo Center. That's November 5th. And it is a high-energy gymnastics meets pop concert spectacular. You can get tickets at Wells Fargo Center, philly.com. Uh, let's start in the entertainment news with kind of a goofy little story here. Amy Schumer apparently has a doppelganger that was spotted at a Tennessee truck stop. <laughs> On Thursday, a photo of a truck driver named Amelia was posted on Twitter and immediately started trending. Social media users immediately began to comment on the driver's similarity to Schumer and the insane details of the tweet from the Selena 52 truck stop. The image showed the blonde lookalike posing beneath a stop pooping in our parking lot sign <laughs> wearing a shirt that says truckin' and effin' on it. Was she a lot, a lot lizard? Well, you, uh, no, you know where this is going? I don't think so. Where? None of it's real. Oh, really? Yeah. It's, uh, so the the site, the truck stop, all of them. It's a it's a parody site. It's a they're it's designed to generate people buying t shirts and stuff. So the truck stop doesn't exist. It oh, might wow. be a, it might be a doctored photo of Amy Schumer. Um, but I saw a trending uh, yesterday as That's well. That's funny. And, and so it, they they hooked people in because it's an interesting photo. It sure. Really and wh- like why? Well, it's not like it's absurd. It's not like it's right. you know the Loch Ness monster. But in they, the truck stop. they've done it before. They took a picture of uh, a hockey player named Phil Kessel, and they doctored uh, him holding up a puck, and uh, and then they put a uh, Harry Potter hates Ohio shirt on it for on him for some reason. Now and it's just silliness. And they're, and they're a shirt company essentially. So you can't do that without permission, right? Well. That's a good question. Yeah. You, know, you can't I'm, use someone's image image to sell something. It's a trademarked image. 
Uh, well, maybe. But I guess yeah, because I it's guess... parody and she's a well-known figure, there there are loopholes that they can jump through, and okay. maybe they but found this one. isn't Amy Schumer. And that's part of the problem, too, is that yeah. like somebody that might be Amy yeah, Schumer kind of looks like her. If it's not her, they can get away with it, I guess. Yes. So anyhow, she's she has a teardrop tattoo on her face. The caption read... Prize winner Amelia wanted us to point out that her teardrop tattoo is not because she murdered anyone. She accidentally killed a pedestrian once after falling asleep at the wheel and got the tattoo to honor their memory. Oh, okay. I'll work with that. Amy Schumer chimed in writing, wait, what is going on at a truck stop? (laughs) Me? Uh, So, interesting. All right, so I'd gotten, my information was before they said come out. So, all right, well, we got to find out what the story is on that. Uh, let's see. How about this? Uh, Jeffrey Tubin returned to his job as a CNN legal analyst yesterday, more than seven months after he was caught pleasuring himself during an October Zoom call with his colleagues at The New Yorker, which fired him after the incident. Uh, Tubin was interviewed by CNN host Allison uh, Camarota, who asked him, what the hell were you thinking? He said, obviously, I wasn't thinking very well or very much. So uh, he, he said he has no excuse, but that he thought that the camera was off. That was it. Yeah. So I guess he was standing standing in the doorway. Yeah. I would I would go, in this day and age now, with all these Zoom mishaps, yeah. go on the other side of the computer completely. Yes, yes. Whack off on the other side. <laughs> right? Totally. Uh, do we have a... Do we have a clip of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah two yeah. clips, yeah. Yeah, yeah. let's, uh, on, let's see if we can find those. Well, by the way, so uh, Tubin st- says he's been in therapy. Uh, he's been oh, doing... come on. What? Therapy? He went to therapy, well, okay. Casey. You should not touch yourself that way. Well, right. you know, listen, I hope he's in therapy for the after, you know, for the embarrassment of being caught doing this rather than just doing it. Right. You know right. what I mean? Like, no, I know. It I was know a sin. Uh, don't don't shame him into therapy. He... Did You're something right. stupid. Yeah. Steve, it's a sin. It's a sin. You don't touch yourself like that. <laughs> it's disgusting. But however, like the the trauma of uh, of this, you know, being out in the open and, yeah. and you being a news story for this thing, I could understand being in therapy for that. Yeah, so he didn't indicate what kind of therapy that well, is. So he's maybe also that work- is it. I don't Preston, know. He's also working at a, a, a food kitchen, like a food bank. Yeah, he's doing service at a food right. bank. So, so here we go. Uh, here's a clip. Here we go. Um, to quote Jay Leno. What the hell were you thinking? Well, obviously, uh, I wasn't thinking very well or very much. And um, it was something that was inexplicable to me. I think one point, I I wouldn't exactly say in my defense, because nothing is really in my defense. I didn't think I was on the call. I didn't think other people could see me. You thought that you had turned off your camera? Correct. I thought that I had turned off the Zoom call. Theater. (laughs) Then, yes. Wow, I mean. Then say in my defense. He, he's like he's saying he can't even say in my defense. Yeah, in my defense, I didn't know I was being watched. Like, well, it's okay. I think what he said right. was. Yeah, yeah, I think what he said was. It, it, look, dude's yes. just trying to move on. I, I know. You know. I, I mean, know. honestly, Listen, well, so. this is fine. this joins the ranks of Pee Wee Herman in the in the yeah. theater. Fred Willard in the theater. Well, no, that's no. illegal. That's in public. That's yeah, in public. But, <laughs> but but I know but, what you're saying. Yeah, I know that. I know the similarities. On this level of scandal. Yes. Yeah. But he. I mean, the fact that he came out and. He's talking about it, and there, I know, right? And also, that he is "quote unquote" in the world of journalism. Yeah, it's yeah. like the time they caught Dan Rather with a gimp mask. <laughs> yeah. All right, there's another clip. Yeah, uh, let's play this one. Now, that's not a defense. This was deeply moronic and indefensible. But I mean, that that is part of that. Wait, that is the most moronic part about it 
was he couldn't wait until the 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 conference Come was on, over. Man. Even That's, I yeah, can yeah. pace like, myself. Dude, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Yeah, I you know I I I, I will time it out and, and find when it's appropriate what? to do that. What are you, Murray Goldberg? <laughs> You come in and that's the first thing you do. Just start spanking it. Oh, Bra- shut the door. There's and a pause in the Zoom conference. Yeah, let's yeah. get at it. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Part I'll of be back the story. Um, and you know, I have spent the seven subsequent months, miserable months in my life. I can certainly confess, um, trying to be a better person. I mean, in therapy, trying to do some public service, um, working in a food bank, which I certainly am going to continue to do, working on a new book about the Oklahoma City bombing. But I am trying to become the kind of person that people can trust again. You know, he's become a better person through jacking. Mm -hmm. Really, he's he's, he's become more altruistic. He's reached out to the community. But the takeaway here is, folks, whack away. Have a good time. Just Just do it. When it's okay to do it. You know what? And don't, Kathy, not not in a pause in the conference. (laughs) Right, right. When the conference is completely ended. When it's over. Or or even lunch break. Or maybe later on at night when work isn't going on. I'd like to propose an alternate. Mm. We all do it on Zoom. Get it out there. Oh, Everybody together. Normalize it. Normalize, normalize it. it. Yes, and that, that, that way it's not a scandal anymore. <laughs> all right, let's move on to some other things here. Uh, Jenny Garth was once caged like a zoo animal in a desperate attempt to avoid some crazed fans. What? Uh, the former Bella Hills 90210 star told uh, the People in the, ni- in the 90s podcast that she and her late co-star Luke Perry were at a zoo in Fresno on Earth Day 1991. Oh, literally uh, a zoo. Yeah, when the oh. incident occurred. Uh, she told the host that it was weird, and then it got too crazy, and people were rushing the zoo cages, and we had to go through one of the enclosures of the animals. No. I don't remember the monkeys or something, but I just remember them actually putting us in a cage at the zoo, and I was like, oh, this feels good. Hey, hey, it's the monkeys. Uh, the 49-year-old actress said it was one of the most, one of, one of the pivotal moments in realizing how famous they had become. And at the time, they were massive. huge, huge, huge. Yep. Early days of Fox, yep. um, you know, that... Uh, yep. That kind of fame is is amazing to see. Well, they were like the Friends cast before yeah, Friends. Yeah, right, exactly. Uh, Ryan Reynolds is opening up about uh, the importance of mental health after being a model for his daughters. The actor had talked about having anxiety and how he thinks more people need to have a conversation about the struggles that people go through. Uh, in an interview this past weekend, this is a little bit older on ET. I didn't get a chance to get to it this week, but he said part of this is part of it is that I have three daughters at home, and part of my job as a parent is to model behaviors and model what it's like to be uh, sad and model what it's like to be anxious or angry. You um, want to set a good example for them. He said uh, that's one of that's his uh, daughter Inez. Yeah, uh, speaking there, uh, he said uh, that there's uh, space. Uh, for all these things, uh, the home that I grew up in, that wasn't modeled for me, really. And that's not to say that my parents were neglectful, but they come from a different generation. He said part of that is to destigmatize things and create a conversation around mental health. He said, I know that uh, when I felt at the absolute bottom, it's usually been because I felt like I was alone in something I was feeling. So I think when people talk about it, I don't necessarily dwell on it or lament on it, but... I think it's important to talk about it, and when you talk about it, it kind of sets other people free. So we had Bob Ballard on earlier this week, and he, the oceanographer, and he was talking about his dyslexia and how he turned that into a positive. Mm. And in life, uh, so, so I'm an old bastard, you know, you get to the point where you start to say, oh, well, you look back and you say, actually, the thing that I thought was such a detriment 
actually worked in my favor. Yeah. Or, or you know, and, and if you can kind of try to entertain the notion that this, the thing that you think is not an asset could be an asset. Yeah. It may hard to come, maybe, be, yes, come by moment, that answer. Yeah. And you might need some help from someone like a therapist right, to guide you right. in that direction. But you might find it. Uh, so it's encouraging words uh, from uh, from Ryan Reynolds. Uh, he also said that uh, if he speaks out, he hopes it'll help others struggling with their mental health as well. I uh, said uh, other people feel like, oh, he's feeling that uh, that and so am I. And even though we might be in two completely different fields or we have two completely different uh, lives, it connects us in a way. He says yes. that he often found comfort in the heaving, warm bosom of his wife, Blake, Blake Lively. Mm-hmm. Did you see his uh, his new drink, which is called the vasectomy? It's a, he made it in honor of Father's Day, and uh, the the video is up on PrestonandSteve.com. Uh, it's Ryan Reynolds being Ryan Reynolds, is exactly how you want him to be. It's it's a hilarious minute and a half video. So if you get a chance so, to watch it, God, it's, I, it's, it's so well done. I so wanted Deadpool three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Deadpool two was on the other day. It is. I mean, it is the role he was born to yes, play. Yes, absolutely. I have a pretty big man crush on him. Yeah. yeah. He's awesome. My my wife, Claire, loves, you know, I did not think she would love the Deadpool movies. She loves them. We were watching, my girlfriend and I were watching something at some point, and she goes, uh, wait, is that Ryan Gosling or Ryan Reynolds? And I said, Ryan Reynolds. And she said, oh. <laughs> now she's been seeking yeah, out yeah. more and more Ryan Reynolds. Uh, speaking of Blake Lively, she posted a photo tribute to her late father, Ernie Lively, who died on June 3rd. On Thursday, the actress shared a photo of herself and her father in uh, to her Instagram story. According to E, the image shows Blake nuzzling against her dad's shoulder and his caption with only a brown heart. So far, the star has not made an official statement about her father's what, death. What in, in um, that uh, imagery, what does a brown heart stand for? I don't know. I'm not sure the, the emoji what talk the colors will uh, represent. So not um, a poop heart, surely. No, I don't think it has anything. Shart. I doubt when he dies. Uh, <laughs> classic representation. Uh, the emoji is commonly used to represent feelings of love, affection, and close bonds. All right. So there you go. Uh, speaking of close bonds, Ben Affleck was spotted hanging out with Jennifer Lopez's mom. Mom at a Las Vegas casino on Wednesday. He's, you dog, he's nailing them both. Uh, well, I don't oh, know. Was that a jump? You dog. Wait, is that the one who won the money in the AC? Yeah. Yes. 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 So it, exactly. She won like a million dollars. The 48-year-old actor was photographed with Guadalupe Rodriguez at the Wynn Resort where Affleck is directing a new project. So she loves to, she, you know, she loves the slots, I guess, you know. She's a big fan of Batman. Uh-huh. Uh, David Hasselhoff has been recruited by the German Health Ministry to encourage people to get their coronavirus vaccinations. We have a clip of this as well. Do you know, I was doing a little reading on this, the attraction and fascination and idolization of David Hasselhoff has not diminished one scintilla. Oh, yeah? I mean, (laughs) in Germany, you would figure, hey, the Grand Canyon erodes. Nothing nothing can topple David Hasselhoff and the adoration he receives from the German people. Here's the clip. I found freedom with vaccination. Oh, that's right. I, David Hasselhoff, am supposedly a hero because of Baywatch and Knight Rider and the Berlin Wall. But I found freedom. With vaccination, you can too. Uh, so what did you do with the Berlin Wall? Hi. He, uh, he, he sang. He sang. Don't you remember? And that's what it, that's what convinced them to tear down the wall. Yep. In fact, Reagan, <laughs> in, in, 
David, I have a special project for you. <laughs> I'm a big fan of your work on Knight Rider, though that twin brother of yours is a scamp. Garth? Garth. Garth, was that his... Oh, Absolutely. God. He's no good. Wow. Isn't it crazy that both you and he came out of your mother's uterus? <laughs> but I digress. Uh, so the Hoff has uh, done that for Germany. And so. then when you're done with that, I want you to talk about the Iranians. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Kanye West and model uh, Irina Shake yes. were spotted together in France earlier this week, but sources tell people that Kim Kardashian has known about their fledgling relationship for weeks. Are we led to believe that perhaps that relationship was going on as they were married? Because she is Bradley Cooper's ex. Uh, that's a good question. Uh, I haven't seen anything about that yet, Steve, but I'm sure that's what people are, you know... Uh, conjecturing towards. By the way, yeah, people talk. <laughs> according to people, Kim has known about their uh, relationship and that it doesn't bother Kim and that Kanye is dating, according to a source. Uh, the insider said her only concern is their kids. She wants Kanye to be present, spend as much time with them as possible. The kids love when Kanye is around. Uh, and of course, Kim filed for divorce uh, from. Kanye in February, after nearly seven years of marriage, they have four children together. Well, she's a mom too, Preston. She uh, she has Bradley Cooper's. Yeah, yeah, yep. Uh, an executive producer for Keeping Up with the Kardashians said in an interview that Kim is the sister who loved her time on camera the most. Really, Kylie, however, uh, preferred to be off screen. Uh, longtime producer uh, Faranz Farjam said, "I would say that Kylie likes to film the least, but she actually." was way more present in the final season, probably because it was season 20 and it was coming to an end. But according to IMDb, Chloe appears oh. in the most episodes with 238, barely beating out Kim, who is in 237. 238 episodes. So there's, I guess there, there's some sort of um, series wrap-up where they're all there, everybody including Scott Disick, and I was watching a little bit of it. Uh, and they, you know, you're, you're looking at old clips of older shows. Mm-hmm. It looks like an entirely different cast of people. I believe it. Uh, let's see some casting stuff. Milo Ventimiglia will be returning, reuniting, I'm sorry, with uh, Gilmore Girls creator Amy Sherman Palladino for season four of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. You're better than that! I don't know who... <laughs> that's right, he was in Rocky. Uh, you're Rocky better Dumbo. than that! That's right, it sticks! TV line confirmed. Can you go on stage? Tell the jokes. Uh, the This Is Us stars guest stint with Amazon. Can you go there talking about the plight of the modern housewife and making fun of that? But the streamer declined <laughs> to provide details about his character, so I don't. Breaking through the glass ceiling. I need to find out when Mrs. Maisel is coming back because it that's another, when is it coming back? That's another one of those. It's been a while. Rocky, it's been a while. Rocky's terribly upset. I'm a huge fan. <laughs> Look at my two favorite shows. Maisel and Handmaid's Tale. Yep. Maisel and Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, those are two of my favorite shows. (laughs) Yeah! All right. Uh, This sounds very interesting. Nikki Glaser, our uh, friend who's been on many times, will host a reality show called F-Boy Island for HBO Max. Okay. Perfect for her. Good. Uh, Yeah. She's awesome. Who's the one that has the podcast about all the people they've slept with? No, that's uh, Chris. uh, That's... we just had her on. Just yeah. had her on. She's awesome. She's Christina from Hutchinson. Yes, Not she's her. great. Right. Christina Hutchinson? Is that it? No, yeah. but Nikki is the one who was in our dildo race. Yeah, she, yes. ha- she happened and to she, have a dildo in her purse when she came in. She likes her boyfriend to go out and have sex with other women and come that's back right. and tell her about it. Right, that's right. So she's got her things, and, uh, and sex is a common conversation. Completely candid about yep. it. Yep. 
Uh, so the dating series will follow three women as they move to a tropical island where they're joined by 12 self-proclaimed nice guys and 12 self-proclaimed F-boys. Uh-oh. And uh, they compete for cash. She'll All be right. perfect for this. I yeah. love the title F-boy island. That's yeah, great. I kind of yeah. want to watch it. That's perfect. <laughs> Uh, let me see. I'll get you one more story, and then we got to move on uh, to some other things. Steve, yeah, I, I set this aside for you. Uh, Evil Dead Rise is coming exclusively to HBO Max. Uh, now writer and director Lee Cornyn has shared the news that filming has already begun. Cornyn posted an update to his Twitter account with a photo and a clapboard from day one in New Zealand. Uh, like the Evil Dead reboot from 2013, Evil Dead Rise will not have Bruce Campbell's Ash Williams in the lead. However, Campbell and director Sam Raimi will remain attached as executive producer, so they're going to be a part of it. So I wonder, is it going to go in a... Because the, the reboot that they did... So they, there's so many versions mm-hmm. of it. Is it going to be a more visceral, horror-based or more comedy-based? Because so, both work if Sam Raimi and uh, Bruce Campbell are involved. So Alyssa Sutherland, who's from the show Vikings, and Lily Sullivan from Panic at Hanging Rock will star in the film as a pair of estranged sisters. Regardless of their issues with each other, the sisters will be, quote, menaced by the rise of flesh-possessing demons. These sisters will also face the most nightmarish version of family imaginable. And that's all that I have, right. so I don't know what tone they're going to take with it, Steve. Uh, but there's no official release date as of this time, but it will be on HBO Max. All right, um, movies opening. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah it's a Friday, so here we go. <laughs> All right, three uh, shows or movies to pass along to you. We'll start with this one, In the Heights. Big, uh, uh, you know, advance on this one. Yeah, there's a big buzz on it. It's a musical. Stars Anthony Ramos, uh, Melissa Barrera, and Jimmy Smits. And Anthony Ramos is from Hamilton. Yes. And and, Stars um, Born. Yeah, he's great. He's excellent. Uh, At the intersection of it all is the likable magnetic bodega owner, uh, Uznavi, who saves every penny from his daily grind as he hopes imagines and sings about a better life. Uh, two hours and 23 minutes long, PG-13, wide release and streaming today, 97% wow. of Tomatoes so Man. far. So, so this is from Lin-Manuel Miranda, and it's also right. from the director of Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah, it looks cool. So they both joined together, and it's supposed to be just wonderful and kinetic and amazing. Yep. Uh, second one is Peter Rabbit 2, The Runaway. Uh, it's comedy, stars James Corden, Rose Byrne, and Damal Gleeson. Uh, the plot is B... Thomas and the Rabbits have created a makeshift family, but despite his best efforts, Peter can't seem to shake his mischievous reputation. Uh, Venturing out of the garden, Peter finds himself in a world where his mischief is appreciated. However, when his family risks everything to come looking for him, Peter must figure out what kind of bunny he wants to be. I think we all have to make that decision at some time. Mm. Hour and 33 minutes long, rated PG, and there is a wide release in theaters only. And the last thing opening is the... Oh, by the way, it gets a 71% at Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, the Misfits is the final thing. It's a mystery in action. I don't know who stars in this thing. Oh, I'm sorry. It should have been... It's Pierce Brosnan. And, okay. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I don't know why I didn't include that. Uh, then the plot is even a uh, even a federal maximum security prison can't hold Richard Pace. Brilliant. International thief. Uh, but his daring escape and high-octane car chase... Eluding the FBI and police ends with him being scooped up by the Misfits, a band of modern-day Robin Hoods. 
Uh, running time's an hour and 34 minutes long. It is rated R. Wide release in theaters today. Streaming release next Tuesday. Rotten Tomatoes only gives it a 20%. So pretty bad score for that one. All right, now, clips, if you will. Billy Walker is fresh out of prison, driving into the dark side once again to save his mother, who is dying of liver failure in the new film, Death in Texas. Uh, in this clip, Ronnie Jean Blevins talks about what attributes attract him to a character. Here we go. I, I, I like characters that uh, that have nuance, that are flawed, and, you know, really all the attributes of some of the great antiheroes, because antiheroes, you know, they, they, they might do bad things, but they usually do it for a nobler cause. And uh, I, I think that kind of sums up Billy. Shut the f*** up! Death in Texas, now streaming on Amazon Prime Video. Here's the next one. Hallmark's brand-new heartwarming film, You Had Me at Aloha. It's <laughs> perfect! Focuses. I can't wait. What's your father-in-law doing? Uh, you know, I, I got to sit him down. He was watching one last night. Right. Uh, focuses on the on- and off-screen relationship of two new co-hosts of a popular travel show set in Hawaii. You had me at Aloha. In this clip, <laughs> Pascal Hutton talks about how they landed on this movie location. Pascal Hutton. Here we go. Hallmark had done a couple movies in Fiji. And so originally when we pitched the movie, we pitched it as Fiji. And then Hallmark said, no, <laughs> we're not doing Fiji again. And so then we started exploring what our different options were. And, and none of them really felt right. And then finally, Hawaii got thrown on the table. And as soon as they said Hawaii, I was like, that's where it's going to be. Shut the f*** up! By the way, the, uh, the poster <laughs> says on it, she planned for everything except for romance. <laughs> And then the guy looks kind of like Joaquin Phoenix and uh, Chris, uh, oh gosh. Uh, Judd? No. Pratt? Not Chris Pratt, not Chris Evans, the other Chris. Wallace? No. Oh, there, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Come on, Wonder Chris Wonder Evans? No, Chris Wonder Woman. Chris Pine. Chris, Chris Pine. Pine, yeah. You had so, me at Aloha uh, is now streaming on Fubo TV, if you'd like to see that, by the way. And there you go. That would be the entertainment report to round out the week, my friend. Uh, we have several things happening today. Uh, number one, we have Rich Falls in the program. Number two, we have Brad Rutter, one of the greatest of all time from uh, Jeopardy, who's on the chase, is joining us. And Alfonso Ribeiro will be checking in. Uh, we are hopefully going to speak to our coolest uh, teacher from Pittman High School uh, today, as that is the last one, Mr. Matt Newcomb. We're going to give away our Word of the Week prize and any other Little gifts we have sitting around we have to give to you. We'll take a break, and we'll come back in a moment, and we'll get this Friday in full gear. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Greetings, Pierre. (laughs) Greetings, citizens. This is Pierre Robert, and I'd like to encourage those of you who have been thinking about the vaccine to go ahead and get your shot. Vaccines are helping us to get back to many things we enjoy, like sporting events. Well, Maybe for some. And that wonderful experience, for me, of live music. Yes, concerts. Getting vaccinated will also help keep your friends and family safer. Text SHOT, S-H-O-T, to 39333, and we'll send you a link with some useful vax information. There's also details on a cool app I found that helps you get a free vaccine near you with just your zip code. Just text SHOT to 39333. Thanks for listening, and thanks to our partner in this effort, Virtual Health, here to get you vaccinated. And from 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. All right. It seems like our coolest teachers like to call it this time every day. They clearly do. So I am happy to go to this call. It is our 
last one of 2021. We've had a lot of great teachers that we've acknowledged, uh, courtesy of the students that have voted for them. Uh, we went to Pittman High School, and we are here to congratulate Mr. Matt Newcomb. Hey! Mr. Newcomb, good morning to you, sir. Hey, guys, you rock. Oh, thank Woo! you. We appreciate it. Congratulations, man. Is this, uh, this is a nice way to end the school year. It really is. Our last day is on, on uh, Monday, so this is a nice little cherry on top. Awesome, man. And so, uh, reading about you, we got a little bit of, we did, we did some research, and Marissa yeah. did, um, when we found out you oh, were the winner. God. Uh, well, <laughs> we just found out that you actually graduated from Pittman in 1997. And now, when you graduated, did you think that you would come back and be working at the very school you graduated from high school? That was certainly not on the radar, no. Um <laughs> So, but it's actually not not that rare in Pittman. So, I guess okay. I was really just kind of playing the odds. No kidding. But, uh, and yeah, then, and yeah. we've we've asked this to several people. Any teachers that you had that are still working there? Oh, God, that's a good question. Uh, let me let me see. Yeah, there's uh, Miss Sal, uh, Miss Hess. Now she was uh, a first year teacher when I was uh, a senior. So that's always fun. We. We always uh, said she was the, the, the young hot teacher, and I know she's going to be just totally embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's true, it's true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, but, yeah, yeah. And then uh, Dr. Blast, yeah, there's a handful left. Uh, but, uh, yeah, for the most part, we're, we're kind of the old men now, so it's a little it's a little weird. Wow. Uh, uh, Matt, I was, yeah. at, I was at my son's graduation last night, and, you know, the, the faculty comes out for the graduations, and they, they wear their gowns as well, and... and, uh, and play the part in it and it, it was really I, I was paying attention to the teachers while i was watching the students walk through and you know that's something that you have to do year after year and i've asked a few teachers what does that feel like when you're saying goodbye to those kids it's really uh, it, it, we're, we're lucky the high school teachers especially we get to uh we see them at the end of the journey so it's really emotional it's really cool we go every year and uh you're just surprised at like how many kids come out to you who you're not sure if you made an impact or whatever, and they want a picture with you. And you're like, Oh, that's, that's great. You know, it's, it's, it's really, it's really the payoff for, uh, for the whole, the whole thing, especially this year where like we haven't had a chance to see them. So, right. um, you know, it, it's kind of your, your, your first real emotional link up with them. So. Besides being an English teacher, you coach the, uh, the boys soccer team and we read you guys had a perfect season. We did. We did. Yeah. We, uh, the only, we, 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 lost, we won every regular <laughs> lost every game. We lost yeah, we we lost one at the uh, in playoffs to knock us out in the state. In the, I'm sorry, in the semis. But oh, uh, wow. yeah, that, yeah, dude, that's awesome. So, yeah. yeah, it was cool. It was cool. It was a cool run. My my son was a freshman this year, and he started for us. So it was uh, it was a really neat journey to go through. What's it like coaching your son? Uh, it has its ups and downs. Yeah, uh, <laughs> um, makes dinners a little awkward sometimes. My wife is constantly, uh, <laughs> you know, in a state of who's going to say what tonight. But uh, no, it it, it, it was. It, it was a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying it. So you so coach soccer, uh, track, swimming, and diving. Dude, when do you live? Yeah, right? Uh, yeah, about that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> summertime? Uh, yeah, actually, I try to gear down in the summertime, but in the summer now, I'm actually, like, I help out at the local pool club. Um, I'm the diver up there, so I kind of, I, I, I keep busy. I keep well, busy. listen. All of our kids. Casey's a you know he he obviously had a he had an extraordinary diving career in school and well, if you I'm ever a champion diver, help, yeah, you know, I went undefeated one season. Yeah, you go, you know. you know, getting up at seven a.m. home at five, it's great. Yeah, wow, man, uh, we've well, been a busy man, and uh, the the students have noticed and uh, they've appreciated what you've done. So we have a very cool prize for you. But Nick wants to say something. Just, first. I mean, you know, coming okay. off this last year and a half, I, I, you and all the other teachers, uh, thank you for everything that you've done over the last year and a half. Uh, you've got to be looking forward to a, a normal school year next year. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, yeah, we're hoping everything's kind of back to normal. I mean, who knows? You know, everything can switch and change on a dime. But, uh, yeah, we're really hoping that we kind of we're all back face to face with no no complications. Um, so, I mean, here, here's hoping everybody be smart this summer and hopefully we'll be back to normal. Absolutely. Well, in the but, meantime, yeah. we're going to set you up with the uh, Press and Save Coolest Teacher of the Year coffee mug. We're going to give you tickets to the MMRBQ. You will sit Fantastic. in the coolest teacher section with other cool teachers. And you'll know them <laughs> because you'll all be wearing the coolest teacher of the year T-shirt. Right. I love it. And we're going to give you a $25 gift card from our sponsor, uh, Acme Markets. All right, man? Awesome. Awesome. I appreciate it, guys. No I can't problem. believe they picked such a big dork for this. Yeah. <laughs> Dorks always have yeah. their day eventually. Uh, Matt, have Good a great story. summer. Thanks for doing what you do, okay? Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right. Matt Newcomb of Pittman High School and our last one of 2021. Um, real quick, I'm going to share a story with you about my son's graduation last night. I'm very proud of my son, Carter, graduating from Souderton Area High School. It was a beautiful night for the graduation. Yes. Uh, we just we got we lucked out with the weather right in the pocket. Um, and he was he he. So my real last name is Wilson. So he was sixteenth from the last to get up on oh, stage and, right. and and get his uh, his diploma. So and but it's standard. My last name's with a W. I've sure. always been at the back of the line, right? And right. We're, and we're used to it. So you know, he sat there patiently through the whole uh-huh. thing and waited. And so as they're they're calling the names out, we're about halfway through, and there's five hundred plus kids in his graduating class. I looked down and he had sent me a text message with two words. Julie Jerkoff. <laughs> it was so oh, damn great. funny. That's I'm awesome. like, dude, I'm like, you I love you. You are my hero. That is just the greatest thing. Julie Jerkoff. Forgive me, Kirkoff. It was great. And I tell you what, the the the, the teachers that were handing out the uh, uh, the diplomas and calling the students' name, not one flub. The whole the no jerk offs. All wow. those five hundred names. Yeah. I mean, not even a little misstep. It was impressive as a public speaker. It was impressive to hear. Well, my real last name is Fossbender, and I don't think my uh, kid's principal has ever said her last name the same way twice. So I'll be interested to see what she says next week. My name I'm... is Morrison, and they called me Sphincterlichter. What? Wow. Yeah, huh. yeah, that's, that's a weird. Slip up. It was just weird. Here's a text came. It says, "Good morning, President Steve. Today is." the last day with students for Philadelphia Public Schools for the last year and a half teachers have worked in and uh, uh, in a way that they never imagined uh, for many of us it was the most challenging time in our career if you have any time today uh, could you please give the teachers and staff at Clara Barton Elementary and all Philadelphia schools uh, a shout out before we start a much deserved <laughs> summer break. Thank you. Of course, that's yeah. kind of what we've been doing. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. So, uh, yeah, and and now you can you can rest for a little yes. while. You can kind of take it easy. So, uh, but it was really cool to see. All right, you know what? Um, I noticed a few things besides oh. noticing oh. what I saw last it's night. It's time for the Friday edition of the Noticer, where it all is. the noticing really happens. He's had a week to notice. Mm. Uh, I know down an alleyway. Well, I know it's an empty field. Uh, I noticed He's always there, noticing what you don't have time to notice. <laughs> Unfortunately, with all this noticer. funness, I'm starting off with something really sad. Aww. I'm sorry, but but I want I want to give credit, and and I and I did notice this. Marissa had getting, gotten me the information. A, gen, a gentleman by the name of Stan Turek. Yeah. I'm assuming that's how you pronounce his last name. T W O R E K. Uh, he's the guy with a group of friends, and you may not be familiar with this because it stopped several years ago, but the Maniunk Downhill, uh, which was a uh, an unsanctioned event that would take b- place before 
uh, the Maniunk bike race the night before. Oh, yeah. and it was so good. He and his buddies started this thing where they would race down the wall, uh, and, but they would do it on not just bikes. Couches. Well, they yeah, yeah. like uh, uh, Any- shopping carts. Yeah. Anything with wheels, really. Yeah. Anything with wheels. Oh and, gosh. dude, he died doing it. Oh. Yeah, he, yeah. he, he unfortunately uh, Wait, had, so had, he wrecked doing it. They were still doing it? They were still doing it, I Yeah, guess. so I guess it had sort of wow. gone away. So yep. my cousin was the one who told me about it, and I told you guys about it, and then we talked about it. And we, we actually went, went, did, and we went, went to it. We went to it. Yeah. We had a great time, and then... Yeah, we, we always thought that they, they, if, if, this, if the city embraced it, sanctioned it, and put some controls on it it could have been a great thing yeah but they didn't and it didn't and it just grew and grew and and we sort of got blamed for the um the enormity of of how it got we and, came and, into and, no it no big, but yeah. but listen my, my cousin was the one who told me it was yeah. definitely gaining steam and gaining traction and uh it was going to get big no matter what but um you know so we went out there and you know i think were we at his house Marissa, we're, that no, we were at somebody we else's there. house. We, we, we went on the air. Marissa, I was talking to her about it yesterday, and she said that we were at okay. his house. So I, I don't necessarily know. Yeah, I actually uh, met Stan, I guess, again a few weeks ago, and, and he mentioned that we had hung out with him when we went back. I went back and listened to the uh, tapes from 2005 mm-hmm. when we talked about it, and it's it's pretty funny listening to us. You know, it's also the infamous bike race that we flash back to that we won't have to talk about. Right. But um, but it's fun just you know flashing back and talking about you know people rolling down down it on luges and bikes and dressed as gorillas and all sorts of crazy stuff. Yeah, but he uh, he had an accident. Yes. Yeah, right. Doing that very thing. So he was wearing yeah. a helmet too. Mm-hmm. Wow. When did but, this but happen? The, but you go so super Saturday. fast. What's that? It was Saturday was night. This, yeah, yeah so this past my weekend. God. Yeah, so my, my kid's old art teacher, her name's Erica. She's the one who reached out to me because she's been friends with this guy for years. And uh, and so she told me about it uh, earlier this week. She's devastated. It just, you know, this wasn't supposed to happen. They were, you know, I'm trying, trying to, to be as safe as possible. And, yeah. you know, okay. Just All because right. you're wearing a helmet doesn't, listen, it's going to help. It's going to increase your chances of, you know, traumatic brain injury or death or whatever but it doesn't you know well when you're that hill is crazy steep and they were mm-hmm. going down it and and so a helmet can only do so much when you're going that fast so that, it was terrible news and it was such a, uh, a a crazy fun event that was kind of underground and then people started you know catching on to it we had something to do with that as well but uh it was just sad to hear about that and it, and steve had said so reading this uh, off of uh, Bike Races Wikipedia, on the Bike Races Wikipedia page, uh, I'll read this uh, downhill race. It said, at midnight, the morning of the international championship, an unlicensed race down the wall took place from 1996 to 2006. The downhill was conceived at Dawson Street Pub. Racers gathered there to walk to the wall. Uh, the race started in uh, Maniunk Avenue and continued to the bottom of the hill uh, or until where police blocked the streets. The race included BMX bikes, tricycles, shopping carts, wheelchairs, um, skateboards, bed frames, and roller skates. The event grew in popularity after being promoted on a radio station in 2003 mm-hmm. and several thousand spectators attended in 2006. A young man was injured in 2006 when he was blindsided by another individual who was careening down the wall in a shopping cart. Uh, police are generally credited as permanently stopping the race. And then, Steve, you remember this on September 6, 2008, the Red Bull Soapbox Race. Which was awesome. Was held there, and, and I think they got the idea from these guys that was so much fun. Preston, I will never oh. forget. And by the way, that was a confluence of weird things. There was a tropical storm. Yes. Bearing down. Yes, that on day. Us that day. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and come hella high water, 
We were up on the judging platform, Preston. They had the whole thing. The full weight of the Red Bull presentation was behind it. And so, we, you know, the the, the, mm-hmm. the clouds, it's looking ominous. But we got it in, and then it started raining. And when those guys, when they came flying down Holy that hill, hell. it was unbelievable. And we had to be judges. We were, we it was were, so cool. But the thing was, they had put it at the bottom of the hill. And it's, uh, listen, I love, I love this sort of, you know, uh, not even for lack of a better term, counterculture or, yeah. or alternative sort of racing thing. Mm. But they put bales of hay like they were up like it seemed like twelve feet yeah. at the bottom of the street, <laughs> and so that's that was your buffer, that was your stop, Marissa. Yeah. So uh, when I saw Stan a few weeks ago, he uh, had nothing but great things to say about us and being part of the uh, race, and he was also really big in the BMX community here in the Philadelphia area and around. And um, also in the beer world, I uh, saw some on Facebook, um, Tom Kehoe, our friend from Yards, yeah. and Don Russell are friends with him, so uh, it's pretty okay. sad in that community. Well, I'm sorry to start off the, uh, no, the notice but- with the sad news, but I wanted to acknowledge Stan because that was a, that was a really fun event. It was. Yeah, and he's actually, he's being uh, laid to rest today, so, you know, our... All of our condolences go out. And yeah. also yeah. found out that he was a volunteer on the American Cancer Society Bikeathon. Right. That oh. uh, Marcus, so uh, Marcus knew him? Yeah, so okay. he uh, he would be along the path and help fix bikes for any of the bikers that were having issues. So I think okay. they were saying in lieu of flowers, if anybody wanted to um, donate to the American Cancer Society. Okay. I appreciate that. Cool. Absolutely. Uh, so sad news. Sorry to start off with that, but I wanted to acknowledge that. So Stan, sorry to hear about uh, that. Um, I did have some other things. Uh, all right. What else did you notice? We're, we're going to switch gears. Uh, let's go. All right. Why not? I'm going to bring this up. This could be actually a debate, but it was a an online poll from YouGov. Uh, they uh, had polled an undisclosed number of people to reveal how they answered the question, which is, which of the following decades do you think had the best music? Uh, 70s, 80s, uh, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. Uh, tens or two thousands, tens and twenties. <sighs> That's tough. They, they don't even it put is. in the fifties because I think the fifties, you know, could give any of those decades a run for their money. Okay. I hate the fifties. <laughs> Do you really? I hate. I, I, I not, some of it. I a like. Lot, there's some of it I like, but a lot of the doo-wop and a lot of the uh, yeah, a I lot love of that stuff. stuff. Yeah, not me. Yeah. So according to this, uh, this poll, number one. The 1980s with wow. 22%. Beat out the 70s, huh? I'm Yeah, so, I, you know, the 80s were my, my teenage years, my, my, my forming years, so I have a real passion for that time of music. The, I love the 80s. I will sometimes just put on a, you know, a, a, a decade music playlist and listen uh, to the 1980s. But I think the 1970s had the most cool rock music that came out. If you want straight up, Rock, but I would say this. So in the in the eighties, like I was a big fan. when I when I first got into to radio, I came in vis a vis a um a, a an active rock station. So B A B when I started working at that station. Yeah. And then I went into um what they called progressive, new age rock music. So uh that was the cure and, and Tears for Fears and, and uh Depeche Mode and all that stuff. And that so that was you know, the eighties and uh, and the early nineties, mm-hmm. so yeah, that, that that probably sits in that realm. But then again, yeah, the nineties was groundbreaking. Man. It, was, yeah. it was amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But it, all right, so you and I were child children of the eighties, right? And yep. but the eighties were, you know, they stood on the shoulders of the seventies, right? So like 
you probably, you know, when you think about it, you probably don't even necessarily give credit to the music that actually came out in the 70s that you were also listening to right. in the 80s. Oh, you know? yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. My mom used to give me a hard time in the 80s because she would she would harp on me. She's like, why are you listening to all that old music? Like the 1960s. <laughs> right, right, yeah. My mom loved Bon Jovi and ACDs right, and stuff right, like yeah. that. She's like, why aren't you listening to some? I, I go, I listen to some of that, Mom, but I mean... You know, there's the Beatles and, and uh, you know, the Who and, and all these great bands that cranked out, you know, Jimi Hendrix. I'm Who like, was this turning you on to that, by the way? Because you had older siblings. I you, did, yeah. Was it your sister? My sister and the radio station, KSHE, Casey in, in St. Okay. Louis, listening to that is, is what formed my music uh, appreciation. So we had, we had NEW, which is very much, you know, MMR. It's no longer exists in New York. And, and, uh, and so, yeah, there, so there were stations that were play, playing all that stuff that my older brother was my conduit into the Beatles. Yeah. That was how I became a, a, a massive Beatles fan. Nick, but, you were the oldest of the siblings. Who turned you on to the, your music? Uh, initially, my parents and then friends. You know, you started listening to what your friends were listening to. Uh, also, MMR, YSP. I listened to both of those stations a lot. I listened to MGK growing up as well. So I loved the radio when I was a kid um but casey i i agree with your point wholeheartedly I, you know I, I think the favorite era of my music is 90s music you mm-hmm. know pearl jams are my favorite band uh uh dave matthews is second favorite uh, but those bands wouldn't exist with whatever came before it, you yes know? so you i would I, have to have them i listen to you two all the time and then i listen to the beatles and then i listen to the stones so for me it's always about finding my favorite music from each decade and then living with that as much as possible right it's funny when you mentioned who you you know who turned him on, uh, like and and asking me the Beatles, I I stumbled upon on my own. Get I, was, out. I was very happy. Like I didn't, eat, I knew you know I I want to hold your hand and some of these other little things, but I didn't know this voluminous amount of material. But where until one day this vault opened up for me. What's that? Where did you hear it? So oh here so uh, I was at a friend of mine's house. A friend's friend's house, and he had a picture of Wings, the band Wings, you know, Paul McCartney. Yeah. And uh, I go, who's that? I go, who's that girl? You know, he, <laughs> you know, and I was just jokingly said that, and they're like, dude, that's Paul McCartney. Uh, he was one of the Beatles. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, what? Because I had heard Paul McCartney yeah. solo stuff at the time, because I was still really young. I was like, you know, 10, 11 years yeah, old or yeah. whatever. And he was like, yeah, he was one of the Beatles. And I'm like, really? And that intrigued me. And so I'm like, well, I need to see more about what this Beatles stuff is all about. Yeah. And then I just, I fell into it on what my own. What is Beatles? I indicated yeah. to my parents that I wanted to, to learn more, and they bought me uh, Live at Hollywood Bowl, and then it took off from there. But think about this. And I was talking to, um, I was talking to a human being. I can't oh. tell. <laughs> but, but, right. uh, and I brought up the notion that now you can't say you get turned on to a, a band that was from the 70s, early 80s, their entire library is immediately accessible, right. so you can take a dive in yep, and yep. go hog wild. You don't have to hunt around. Oh my god! And find just things. simply by asking a box in your kitchen, yeah. you get it all. Yeah. 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 So I mean, obviously, my older brother was uh, you know so he turned me on to I can tell you like you know uh, Van Halen, some of the more contemporary stuff. But when I um when I was a lifeguard, the old my old manager John Ranking, he he he, he uh, passed away a few years ago, but he loved classic rock and we had in the in the guardhouse we had a radio we listened to i, I guess it was 1029 had to have been 1029 and he would quiz us like every you know if you, if you weren't out there doing side work he'd be in there and a song would come on he would go all right name the song name the artist and and so he was i think for me very very integral in would he in smack getting... you in the face if you got it wrong never oh, right. no 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 he, no not tough love okay Just love love <laughs> well not that kind of love, love like deer hunter no, <laughs> like, like like man man on man love <laughs> 
Uh, no, but ah! it, but it was but it was also a lot of fun too. Ah! What era uh, are Tom Petty and you two? Uh, I would. I think they had their biggest hits in the eighties. So I, I think of Petty as a seventies band. Um, because yeah. that's when he got yeah, his start. Moon Fever came out, and yeah, I know that's yeah. A, yeah, yeah. But for me, it's like I think of him as a guy from I'll, the seventies. I'll tell you this though. So, and that time when Tom Petty came out, he was considered sort of alternative rock in the seventies. Right. He was so he was he was he was. Um, I remember the that like there was a station in um, New York called PIX, which was a. Um, which was more of a, a a progressive. So he was like, his sound was hearkening back. Oh, look, this guy's embracing an older rock sound, mm-hmm. and he's a younger guy. Yeah, but it, like Casey was said, you know, when when the MTV era hit, and and I, I think that's when they they took it to another level. <laughs> well, for me, ZZ Top is an '80s band because of MTV. But right. for, for most people, ZZ Top probably is not an right. '80s band. You know, and and. It's Frank Beard's birthday, right? Yep. So, like, it's just one of those things where, like, I guess it's when you got introduced to them or you became obsessed with that band. I, I think it, at this like, point, it almost it almost defies decade classification now yeah. because it's just just this big pool of music. It's just funny, like, it's a for big a sloppy pool for a band like you two. I have I have three favorite albums from you two, and they're <clears> from three different decades. Yeah, like, you know, I, I love Joshua Tree; it's, it's one of the best albums of all time. But I also love Octung Baby, and then yeah. I love How to Dismantle an Atomic Bomb, and those are from three separate decades. Yeah, but yeah. I would say that the seventies for me, if if we were you know if I were taking this poll, I would say the seventies had the best music. Yeah, I'd go along with you, Casey. So let me give you the results of the poll, and we'll move on to something else. Uh, number one was uh, the 1980s with 22%. 1970s came in a second with 21%. So ah, it was that's neck, neck and neck. neck. And then you had the 90s, third at 15%, followed by the 60s, which was a treasure trove of great yes. music mm-hmm. as well, uh, with 13%. And then, uh, Casey, there oh. was one that says each the 1950s or something earlier. See, the thing 6%. about the 60s is sometimes I will attribute some of the 60s music to the 50s. As well to the 70s. Don't do that. I won't, I'm sorry, Don't but I can't help do that. it. I know. Um, unfortunately, the, the coming in last place is our current decade, uh, the 20s, but it's early in the decade, of course. But yeah. I haven't been into all that impressed with current music for a while. Uh, yeah. and, and maybe that's just because I'm aging. Well, we have those flashes. Uh, I, I don't know. There's uh, yeah. some flashes of great stuff that come out. Uh, you listen, you, you get it through attrition. And, and also... <laughs> Again, the the whole world of stuff that's been accrued is opened up to you. That's why yeah. um you can you know you can you can jump in around and but I always love to experience new stuff as well. All right, I noticed another thing. We only have time for uh, We only notice one more thing. Yeah. We went off on that thing. I could notice a lot of stuff we later noticed. on. At the end of this, we'll only have noticed three things. That's, there's a lot. We'll, maybe we'll do, we won't notice, but maybe we'll head to the general store later or something. I don't know. All right. All right, well, anyhow. The in-flight magazines that you find in seatback pockets of airplanes are almost completely gone now. With American Airlines having announced that in uh, the June issue of its magazine, American Way will be its last. And it ends after it first debuted 55 years ago in 1966. That follows both Delta and Southwest. They aren't bringing back their... They haven't brought their in-flight magazines. They're gone. They stopped publishing them during the pandemic. I would say a lot of this stuff... Okay, so the the death... um, The nail in the coffin was... You didn't want something that everyone was touching in the back of a seat, uh, you know, during the pandemic. But prior to that also, 
you know, even like the in-flight movies and stuff like that, people are bringing on their iPads and their phones and all well, that Well, that's crap. it. That's, so that's the main they're, reason. They're bringing their entertainment with them. Yep. Uh, there are more options for in-flight entertainment now, both what's offered on the plane and what uh, people have on their own electronic devices. What a godsend, so, right? I just flew a few weeks ago to see my mom, and I think, you know, and I hadn't flown, well, you know, in more than a year and thankfully, they've started to slowly improve even more things about being able to watch your own entertainment while you're there. Like, to just give you this example, and I was on American Airlines, um, on the headrest in front of you, you know, where your tray table flips down, they now had a separate compartment that flipped up on the very top so you could place your device on that. Ha-ha! It's excellent. Ah! It's got a little clip, <laughs> and it and you can change in size depending on how big your phone or tablet I is. I love that! Hold it, hold it there, and... Two UPS, UB, USB uh, connectors right DVD there A. on the seat in front of <laughs> That's you. That's amazing. So That's, you can charge yes. and watch at the same time. How did time. it take so long to do that? Well, they just, you know, they, they got a lot of planes and they yeah. have to, they got to spend money to, to uh, get that stuff turned over. But they're finally making it really easy Listen. for you because my neck would, you know, looking yeah. down all the time while you're watching and would, so now it's going to be right in front of you. And what about when your food comes? Uh, yeah, now yeah. you, can, you, uh, can, you have space. Your old uh, uh, peanuts and your uh, yeah. <laughs> your old peanuts. So, so that was impressive and and much easier and more convenient. Okay. Uh, to do that, so does I was fit, really happy to see that. Does it fit an iPad or just phone size? I couldn't. I think so, Casey, because it had this little tray that flipped down, and then inside there was a clip. So I think you could just rest your iPad on the tray that flipped down, and then if you wanted to clip your phone on there, you could do that as well. I'm pretty sure you had the option so, to do okay. both. You have that. the option. If you're going to be watching pornography, you hold it down on your table uh-huh. in front of you. But if you're <laughs> now, there's Wi-Fi available on most planes now, uh, mm-hmm. which is great. I, I will. I have the Netflix app, so I'll download what I want to see. Oh, sure, time. sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Nick Murphy taught me that little trick, yeah. and... Uh, but I guess I, I don't know how fast the Wi-Fi is. You could you could live, you know, do some stuff. Yeah, I mean, your your best bet is to just download it yeah. when you're flying. Just yeah. to, but but I, I in the times prior to the pandemic when I was flying, I found in-flight Wi-Fi okay. to be pretty reliable. Okay. Nice. Uh, did I tell you guys I booked a flight? Uh, I'm <laughs> you're a travel agent. I am a travel. Yeah. No, 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 no. Uh, I'm sending a couple to us uh, to Madrid. No, I'm I'm going to fly out to Arizona in October. To see fish, oh. and uh, and so I'm excited about that. It's the first time I'm going to be on a plane in a really, really long time. So we we guess what I get to do. <laughs> I yeah. Can I, I look at the cockpit? <laughs> uh, additionally, uh, information like airport maps, in-flight food and drink menus, and uh, movie listings that were in the magazines are now available on the website, on apps, on seatback screens, and stuff like that. So they're getting rid of the magazine. A lot of times with restaurants now, you'll walk in and they will. Uh, you can you can. Yeah. Code a the, the menu and just look at it on your phone. Yeah, we did that to yep. Magianos the other night. Yeah, nice. Yep, absolutely. Hey, if um, can we can we backtrack to that uh, best decade of music thing because uh, sure. we we missed uh, something From that the 1800s. is no no no. I think it's important for us to mention. Um, oh, it's an MMR. Uh, uh, the event that's coming up with uh, Jackson. And in fact, it's each weekday now. It's called the uh, the two hundred legendary rock and roll songs. Oh, this is great. Um, I love this. Yeah, and. Uh, I need. I know it was explained to us in a meeting the other day, but I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> yeah. right, so it's kind of like we have a writer in the, within the company, and her name is Erica Bannis. She's a great writer. She's a rocker, and so she put together this list of 500 songs that are just revolutionary rock songs and integral rock songs, and it it, it speaks to what we were talking about earlier with the decades, and it it covers the gamut. Marissa has an info sheet, but Erica came up with this great list. This list is actually weaned down a little bit more to By 200. 300. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, and and so um, programming got their dirty little hands on it, and they 
they they whittled it down to 200 from 500. But uh, it's an incredible list of songs, and uh, MMR is going to feature them over the next few weeks. It's kind of like every, you know, like you're a father, right? And you need to turn your children onto music, and it's like this is these are the 200 songs everybody should know. Right. Or everybody should at least hear. Yeah, once. according to the, the description here, it says a collection of songs that influenced and changed rock and roll. The list is made up of uh, the big ones and not-so-obvious songs that are the rock essentials. So I think there's a lot of influential songs that that, uh, that had had this song not existed, we wouldn't have gotten all this great music from so-and-so artists. Oh, yeah, so it, it yeah. helps to appreciate mm-hmm. the roots of rock. Yep, so... What um, they call root rock. Uh, so, 4 o'clock weekdays, Jackson previews an extended big block of songs from the MMR Essential 200. The, the full list, if you want to check it out, which is always a great resource, uh, you can go to WMMR.com slash 200. So, uh, yep, absolutely. We wanted to pass that along. Thank you, Casey. All right, that's all I noticed for now. I, that's not all I noticed. There was three things. That's all uh, I have time to notice. really not really f- fulfilling, but I, know. I, I appreciate what you tried. Thank you, Mr. Announcer. Uh, but let's take a break because we have a number of guests that are on the show this morning, including uh, Alfonso Ribeiro. Yeah. And uh, Brad Rutter and our buddy Rich Foss. So we'll take a break and we'll be back in a moment. The Bizarre File Stories are up next. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. Summer's here and your local Acme is stocked and ready with the freshest meats and produce. It's the perfect time to fire up the grill, take in a game, and discover why summer is better with Acme. Skip the line and shop online at acmemarkets.com. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your order and bring the groceries right to your car. Place your first online order and get $30 off when you spend $75 or more. Limitations and restrictions apply. Visit acmemarkets.com for details. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's I hate stevensinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, let's do this. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Final. Sponsored by Sequoia Outback. And Sequoia Outback has any and everything that you can imagine to make your deck or outside space a source of comfort and pride. Route 309 in Hatfield or at decksupplies.com. We'll start with this one. A mom on TikTok shared a scary story with a twist ending. TikTok user Hey Shanta is usually known for her comedic videos. But in this video, she said, so I received a call from my daughter's school saying that she had been leaving the school with a strange man every day and it was not her dad. I was trembling. My heart was beating outside of my chest. I've always made it a point to tell the school that if my daughter leaves with someone outside uh, other than ourselves... Uh, that we need, they need to contact us immediately. Uh, she continued saying they described a man. They said he was tall, stubby, looked like he was out of shape. His hair was fragile. Oh, boy. And he had a light mustache. And she goes on to say that they sent a photo of her, and she started whimpering and said, or she, because the person in the photo, she says, was her without her wig on. Oh, <laughs> my God. Uh-huh. 
She said it was me without my wig. It was me, y'all. I don't know if that's real or not, but I love that story. Yeah, that's it works. Great. I don't need to find out the truth. Yeah. Uh, this person doesn't seem very happy. Police in Stafford County, Virginia, say last week a suspect identified as 36-year-old James Springer was working as a DoorDash driver and had arrived at McDonald's just before 10 a.m. He reportedly became agitated when he was told that it was too early to get a Happy Meal. Witnesses but said, I'm happy now! Well, Springer allegedly said before leaving the restaurant that he would come back and execute everyone. That doesn't... Well, you know what? He actually did need a Happy he Meal, He needed he? a Happy yeah. Meal. Yeah, so, because when you're in a killing mood, yeah, nothing man. turns that frown upside down. Yep, uh, except a Happy Meal. Yeah! Uh, that's when McDonald's workers contacted police. They searched Put for some Springer, extra happy in it. But he eventually returned to the McDonald's on, on his own, and he was taken into custody without incident. He was charged with disorderly conduct, abusive language, and four counts of brandishing a... Or just a, a brandishing. I don't know what he He's just right. brandish. Would you stop brandishing? You stop, what's with that brandishing? I'm not brandishing. Well, you're brandishing. No, All right, a family in Richmond, Virginia, got a shocking delivery last month. Avery Sanford, who is 18 years old... Says, I just turned 18 when I was in the middle of class. My dad came by. He had rented a trailer. He pulled up to the front of the house, turned the trailer on, so it dumped out um, all these pennies on the grass. And my mom came out and was like, what are you dumping in my yard? She didn't know who it was until he shouted, it's your final child support payment. The man had dumped 80,000 pennies on the front yard. Now, Sanford, the daughter, said, it's not just my mom he's trying to embarrass. It's also me and my sister, and it's upsetting, and he didn't consider that before he did it. Uh, Sanford and her mom decided to turn the bad situation into a positive one, and they are donating the money to Safe Harbor, a domestic abuse center. So that's good. Avery hasn't spoken to her father in years. She said that the Penny incident proved to her that she made it. Uh, she made the tough but right decision to stay clear. Uh, she said she had no interest in having a relationship with anyone who disrespected her mother. Avery's mom said she reported the incident to police. When reached by phone, Avery's father said his actions were the result of 18 years of built-up frustration oh and his emotions God. got the best of him. He said the last thing he wanted to do was to put a further wedge between him and his daughter. <laughs> well, well, that's pretty freaking stupid. <laughs> right. Uh, if you're going to do I, that. I, I wonder how they're going to take this. Yeah, right? I hope they read it in the good spirit it was meant in. Well, while uh, the East Coast is dealing with the cicada plague, some Los Angeles towns are dealing with their own shrieking nightmare, and that would be hundreds of peacocks running amok. Like crazy. The beautiful until they're in your backyard birds are delivering sleepless nights for folks in the L.A. County cities of Arcadia, Pasadena, and San Marino. Ah! Yep. Ah! If you haven't had the pleasure, peacocks reliably sound off at dawn with a noise so piercing... Some neighbors describe it as babies being tortured. <laughs> Next to a very large microphone, the birds, which often travel in packs, are everywhere, apparently. Uh, from sidewalks and streets to yards and roofs, and they're damaging cars and yards. Yeah, they crap. They, they Apparently, when they go up or, or, or ascend, I guess, trees or whatever they do, they love to crap from high altitudes. Uh, they've been roaming the town since a pair were brought back from India in the 19th century by a wealthy man named Lucky Baldwin. Uh, it's unclear exactly how many birds are in the area now, but their numbers have grown exponentially during the pandemic. 
Uh, things are so out of control, neighbors have reportedly gotten into heated arguments over how to deal with the birds. Uh, the L.A. County Board of Supervisors is trying to get a handle on this, beginning with uh, drafting an ordinance that would prohibit feeding the peacocks. All right, how about this one? Uh, bears can cause all sorts of trouble. Utility company Sulphur Springs Valley Electric Cooperative in Arizona got a call Monday that a bear was trapped on the power lines. He had climbed up one of the poles on the outskirts of Wilcox. A company lineman said that he rushed to disable the power so the animal wouldn't get electrocuted. Steve, he was just a lineman from the county. I know. Yeah. Uh, he also went up in a bucket lift to try and help the animal down. Uh, through his efforts, the bear eventually climbed down. I'm afraid. And ran I'm off afraid. into the desert. I'm so high. Uh, the animal was uninjured. The utility company thinks the animal mistook the utility pole for a tree. I am a lineman for the county. Oh, this song. Uh, power was promptly. And I help with all the bears. <laughs> They climb the poles thinking that they're trees and then they're stuck in the air. Uh, power was promptly restored after. I hear you roaring on the wire. I told Hi. you, sorry, real quick, I told you guys off the air a story about my cousin had an encounter with a bear. Well, I got the full story from him the other day. He full on, like, tripped over a bear den, woke the bear up, oh. had oh to God. fend the bear off with his uh, kayak oar. And had to be rescued from the woods. So what? this and is he's, he was floating down the river. He they were doing like rapids. He right. was um, up in Warwick, New York. And right. They were in uh, the Delaware, and they were doing rapids. It's a, a little more uh, dangerous, intense, I guess. That yeah. intense that way. And he cracked his kayak. The kayak started taking water, so they had to get out of the water. He was with a friend. The fr- they were three miles away. The friend says, "Let me run back. I'll go get the car and all that, and we'll, we'll just pack everything up." Right. It was starting to to. It was going to be dark. You yeah. know, they it was still the evening, but it was getting dark. By the time the friend got back, it was very dark and he was trying to get away from <clears throat> the banks of the river and up to where his friend was going to be before it got completely dark and came encountered this bear was on the phone with 911 the 911 dispatcher said what what am i hearing what, what are you is, doing no he's like what is that noise and my cousin said that's the bear that's how close the bear is to me you're hearing the bear roaring oh and he was crying onto the yeah, the, dis- the dispatcher saying, He's gonna I- die. he said, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. <laughs> yeah, he had to be rescued out when he when Jesus they got Christ. him. There was yeah, rescue crews all over the woods looking for him. And and when you're I didn't know this. This is what my cousin said. When you're on the phone with 911, they put it, a bear on. No, no, no. It blocks out any other. So you can't receive text messages or other calls at that moment. So okay. his friend was calling him. But 911 was saying, stay on the phone with me. So the friend now can't get in contact with him and thinks that. My cousin is dead in the woods oh, because wow. the bear attacked him. Wow, that's crazy! Crazy, Dad. right? I heard something about nine one one as well. If you're even if you're somewhere where you have z- like zero service, you should still be able to call nine one one. Oh, really? Is that right? Yes. So if yeah. you're getting no like no cell service, that's what I read the other day in, in what, a like um, a postcard. What's that? How do they contact you? I, I don't know. There's there's a way that that it works. Yeah. That's that's amazing. I, I don't know if it's well, true let's find or not. Out. Yeah. Re- yeah. Well, there are some GPS apps that will still work even if you don't have service. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Did you guys know that if you hit like the volume button on the side of your phone for like an extended period of time, whether I, I don't know if it's like 10, 15, maybe thirty seconds, it will automatically call nine one one. No. Yeah, it's like an emergency let's try that thing. Too. Well, I I accidentally. I think you have to enable it. Well, I saw that because I just got a new phone, I, and I did see that feature. Well, we need to I, check these things. Well, I did it twice by yes. accident because when I ride my bike, I put my phone in a cradle in, on the handlebars, yeah. 
and I accidentally put it in the cradle where it held the volume button down. And I'm riding, and I just hear like, whoop, whoop. I was like, what the hell is that sound? And I looked down. And I was calling wow. 911. Wow. Yeah. Here, Nick found this information. It says, all wireless phones, even those that are not subscribed to or supported by a specific carrier, can call 911. However, calls uh, to 911 on phones without active service do not deliver the caller's location to the 911 okay. call center. And the call center cannot call these phones back to find out the caller's location or the nature of the emergency. If disconnected, the 911 center has no way to call back the caller. But you can make a call. Okay, and you hopefully know where you are and can tell them where so you are. So if your provider doesn't have coverage in that area, your phone will show that it has no service. But as long as it has battery and power you can, and, can, uh, and can reach a signal, the phone can oh, connect to 911. So it'll, do any, it'll pick up any service right, that right, happens right. to be around right. there. So maybe it's that there's not no service. It's just your, your carrier service. has no yes. service there. So, Interesting. So you may as well try it, right? Yeah. Wow, interesting stuff, Kathy. That's crazy. That's crazy. your cousin. My cousin. Yeah, he's uh, turns thirty one. Turned thirty one yesterday. And he fought wow. a bear off with a broken kayak, with, uh, with, or with an yeah, a kayak or. Wow. He said that's how close to him he All was. Right. Uh, listen, I know we got calls coming in, but we have got to take a break, and we're going to come back in a moment, but not before I give you a case of Golden Road Mango Cart beer. So we'll take callers number 12 and 13 at 215-263-WMMR. Enjoy Golden Road Mango Cart on tap at Water's Edge Gastro Pub and Lounge. That's in Ben Salem. You can check out Water's Edge Gastro Pub and Lounge on the banks of Neshaminy Creek. Uh, we'll enjoy breathtaking scenery. So callers 12 and 13, we'll set you up. 215-263-WMMR. Be right back. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Small Business Love You, Help You line. Good morning, it. This is Michelle from DMB Contracting, located in Westchester, Pennsylvania. Our services include home renovations and remodeling from kitchens to baths, basements, decks, flooring, and much more. Visit us on Instagram, Facebook, or our website at www.dmbcontracting.com. Call today for a free estimate at 484-667-8161. Get in touch today and discover the advantage of working with DMB Contracting. Next message. Hey, WMMR listeners, why not enjoy a night out while helping a great cause? Petaway Pursue Foundation is a maternal wellness nonprofit organization providing doula support to underprivileged members of the community in Lansdowne, Pennsylvania. They will be marking their 20th anniversary on July 23rd and want to celebrate with you. Their Midsummer's Night Dream Gala will be held on July 23rd from 7 to 11 p.m. at the Marion Tribute House. Come dance the night away with dinner and an open bar. Please call 610-553-5483 or email info at theppf.org for more details. The Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less. We saw an interesting uh, article about a Reddit thread uh, that was posed to the people that were contributing, uh, wanted to know things that former prisoners think that movies and television shows get way wrong about spending time oh, okay. behind bars. So yeah. this, this is interesting because I've actually been on a, like a YouTube kick of like um, there there is a series like undercover cops will tell you what movies they think get it right. Uh, like quick draw artists will tell you what westerns 
mm. get wrong and get right, mm-hmm. and what our perceptions are. So I love stuff like this. Steve, I saw one, uh, you know, Alex Honnold, the guy that did the free solo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he did um, rock climbing, and you'll see that pop up in movies from time to time. Right. He's like, these guys did this one right, and this one is completely fictional, you know? So, completely yeah. Completely wrong, yeah. These are great lists. Before I go to the list, I want to mention something, because we have some guests coming up in a little while, and I may forget to do this, but if you happen to be perusing a bookstore this weekend, mm. our own Nick Murphy's book, Cosmic Pizza, is yeah. available it's a Cosmic Pizza Party? Pizza Party. And you can get it on Amazon, too. We bought it on Amazon uh, when it first came out. And I thought Nick Murphy had sent it to me as a gift, so I thanked him for it. And he's That's like, so I sweet. I don't know what you're talking about. My <laughs> wife is the one who actually purchased it. He posted a picture of himself at a Barnes & Noble yeah. with it on the shelves. Nice. So it is now for sale. And it's, a, it's a kid's book. What yeah. age? What age? Any idea uh, Nick Murphy would be appropriate or, or, or that you're targeting? He's going to come over here and use uh, Marissa's microphone. So, Nick. Uh, it's between like, you know, 6 to 9, 12. Okay. Whole range, That's my reading range. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. No, it, I, it, trust me. If it's Nick Murphy, it's going to be great. And so. this is just you? Anybody else involved in this? Uh, I wrote it with my writing partner, Paul Ritchie, and uh, a woman in Spain actually illustrated it. So oh, that's that was excellent. fun. Nice. Yeah. Congratulations. Thanks, Love guys. It. Appreciate it. Yeah, Love it. So go get it now. Nick Thanks. Murphy's award-winning book. <laughs> it won the Preston and Steve Shart Award. Absolutely. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So oh, a shardy. It's yeah. a sh- it got a shardy. Nice. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> we got to do the shardies. We got, yeah. we got awards now. <laughs> okay. All right. So on to this list of things that former prisoners think that uh, movie uh, movies and television shows get way wrong. And... I, keep in mind that uh, different prisoners have had different experiences. Yeah, Brian you Barco. can't. You, you know, every prisoner has a different experience. That's what I've always thought. All right, here's one that says uh, whistling in jail. You can't do that. You will get yelled at by other people. Crap travels through the pipes and sounds awful. So no whistling. What about harmonica playing? They're yeah. probably not. Yeah, it'd be the same thing, right? How about this one? It says there aren't really bars on windows and doors anymore. It's mostly like a plexiglass material. Oh, nowadays. like a solid door. Yeah. Co- oh, wow. But you just can't break. Not a solid door, but I mean, instead of yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, a solid door. Well, what do you and mean? And there's a glass. There's glass oh. instead of uh, instead of actual bars. Oh, they use oh, so they, really a, a door that has a window that you can see through. Okay, yeah, but, standard. Uh, yeah, that makes more sense. Said the bars you really don't see much anymore. More I mean, that you would think of like solitary confinement. Has maybe those, so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, besides like uh, Easter State Penitentiary or like Alcatraz, have you guys ever been in a jail or yes. a prison? Uh, yeah. So I, I took a tour of my local police uh, precinct, and uh, and they do have a holding tank that has bars. It's it's like the old like you would yes uh, imagine, but jails um, as opposed to prisons. But yeah, so we're we're looking at here like in, in a prison. There, you're right. Yeah, it's it's a door with a yep. with a, a thin plexiglass window or you know unbreakable window. We assume. Uh, here's we another one. This is jail. It <laughs> says dropping the soap will not get you rampantly taken from behind. <laughs> That's a myth. Yeah, chances are you're going to get taken from behind regardless, right? Another one says, there are typically a few actual gay men in prison who want to bottom, he says. So it is very rare for straight men to be sexually abused unless that sexual abuse is some kind of revenge or punishment. Oh, wow. So that does actually happen. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. There's sex. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, But I would imagine it, it depends on the... So you need a place to do it, you know. I mean, and so something romantic. It's got to be hard to to find a place where you can do it. I would imagine. Um, here's one that's kind of a common theme on a few of these that I saw. It says the sheer boredom. They don't get that right in the movies. Yeah. He said everyone there is actually pretty nice, but damn, it was boring as hell. That to me, um, 
I mean, you know, you, that's you the t- punishment. Right, t- that is the punishment. You're you're incarcerated, Lloyd. That's yeah. part of the deal. Yeah, there's <laughs> there, you you do nothing now. Yeah, you, the, all those things you used to enjoy, you, you don't now get there, to do anymore. It, there are, as you see, obviously they'll put them to work and they'll do things well, for the state. This yes. one says inmates love to work. Yes, fights even break out for jobs because. People are so bored. Yes. Well, and you have a job to do. It's actually just something for you to do. And there are better jobs than others. And I think, like, you know, if you get one of the, the better jobs, it's like, you know, people, that's what they want to do. Like in American History X, they're folding the linens. Yep. The, one of the most um, workable versions of, of prison I've seen, Preston, is in Goodfellas, where they've clearly bought off a lot of the... Um, uh, the 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 uh, the uh, guards mm-hmm. and the, whoever they bought off, but they have an incredibly wonderful situation where they're getting food shipped into them, and they have their own kitchen and they're making their own stuff. And yeah. I assume that's based on Henry Hill's recounting of what actually happened. I, I got to believe that's glorified yeah. a tad bit in the movie because yeah. I, I don't see you. You know, I, I don't well, look know. at what happened with Capone here at the Eastern State Penitentiary. Yeah, yeah. He paid it's a different off time yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, so, listen to this. It says uh, every morning they'd come in to ask uh, two inmates to take out the trash. You roll a couple giant bins full of bags out to the dumpster. Just that little bit of something to do uh, that involved going outside, even though it was just five ten minutes, tossing nasty trash bags in a dumpster, was so popular <laughs> that one guy threatened to kick my ass because he thought that he should have been picked before me. Wow. I mean, like fighting over the fact that you get to go take out the trash. They don't do yoga or anything. Uh, well, hot yoga not in these prisons. <laughs> now, I, I've never done hard time, but I have had detention before. Saturday detention, <laughs> right? And it, sometimes you and Molly Ringwald, you and uh, the upperclassmen. No, because it wasn't like that. Yeah. There were usually dozens of people in Saturday detention. Um, but it, usually the upperclassmen, the, the custodian would come in and you pick a couple of people out of the lineup to come help him. Whether, I mean, I, I remember like raking leaves and I was happy to do that rather than just sit just there, to sit there and get, do nothing. Yeah. Uh, here's another one that says, uh, not me, but my sister, the boredom. And for her, the lack of cigarettes, the jail was smoke free and you got a smoke break twice a day. Are you allowed books? Are you allowed entertainment? I assume that there's got to be some, why would you just let I don't know how. I'm sure there are some hardcore prisons. Uh, you know, if you're talking about like a military prison or something, where it's going to be a little bit more arch. But I think you would want to try to allow the ability to improve well, yourself and to read and to you know and and to. Yeah, I mean, there's there are things like county lockup, there's, right? There's uh, you yeah, know, there's different there's federal prisons, jail there's state prison. prisons. There's jail. Yeah, yeah there's privatized prisons. I would right. imagine. All these are slightly different yeah. uh, from one another. I was watching a documentary yesterday, Preston, about the uh, an Ecuadorian prison that was housing MS-13 prisoners. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Like 16 to a cell just jammed in there. So that's one to avoid. That you don't if you want. Gonna, if you can get they them. don't let you right. read. Don't yeah, do lo- bad things in Ecuador. Yeah. yeah, Locked Up Abroad is a pretty yeah. wild show. It's unbelievable. It. Marissa? I don't know where these are coming from, but just last night my friend was telling me that on her TikTok she fell into a hole of prison TikToks. So there are people that have cell phones in there, and they're doing TikTok dances <laughs> oh, and great. giving tours of the jail. So I don't know if they have them legally or not, but uh, there is prison TikTok. I want to okay. see the, the uh, prison TikTok dances. Uh, this one says, uh, this inmate said, uh, there are no underground fight tournaments. Damn it. So. That happened in Tango and Cash. Mm. Remember that? Yeah. Do the giant chin. 
This one, I believe, it says uh, most of the inmates just want to do their time and go home. And have fun. Not a lot of them are trying to act out, misbehave for whatever reason. That doesn't mean that there aren't ones that do. But he says he's just saying most just want to get this over with. And he said that good behavior time off their sentence is like gold to them. Yeah. 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 So if you can just kind of, you know, uh, my uncle was, you know, locked up for a few days. And he said he just kept his head down and just... Do what you're supposed to do and shut up and just wait it out. Before my brother Tom became a police officer, he was a corrections officer. And he, uh, yeah. you know, that, I mean, they, you, they want to get out. Did he have <laughs> a, a preference? Uh, of being, whether a police officer, corrections yeah. officer, a police officer. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would think that would be common, right? Right, like, yeah. It's, a police officer is an upgrade from being. I, well, I think corrections they're, they're, officers they're, is hard. They're, they're, harder. They're, 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 they're both, you know, noble in yeah. their way, obviously, but, but, but he, there, there was just a. Um, he happened to live in a, he working in an area where there were two prisons in this town, and everyone in the prison, uh, you know, they had relatives living in the town. I guess uh, maybe this weird. is accurate, maybe it's not. But if you're a yeah. corrections officer, you're already dealing with the prisoners. If you're a police officer, you're not always dealing with people who are committing crimes. You, you can get a cat out of a tree. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like uh, my, my cat's in my prison cell. <laughs> this one says you're only going to catch crap, get beat up or shanked if you're a pedophile, member of a rival gang, or just otherwise a piece of crap who causes other people grief. I've heard that if you constantly quote Monty Python too, Preston, they'll do that. Uh, he goes on to say, mind your own business and be respectful when you do interact and things will be pretty boring. He said it's not like the everyone is fair play trope that the media makes uh, jail and prison out to be. I was watching, there's a a show called um, Mr. In-Between, and uh, so at at one point in this past season, he goes to this jail, and there's there's a guy there who clearly does not belong in prison. He's trying to mind his own business. I think he accidentally, like, bumps shoulders with this other guy, and then that, and again, this is probably, you know, this is just made up for TV, but... He created an instant enemy, and then that dude ended up beating the piss out of him. Sorry I was being whack. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, you know, the Danny Trejo documentary, he goes, I think it's Chino. Yeah. Uh, and he goes, so he's, he spent hard time mm. in prison. And his recounting of what he went through, yeah, incredibly eye-opening. Uh, who was this? Danny Trejo, the actor. Yeah, yeah. So he, he did hard time, and I think it was Chino, but he would talk about... Like his one bit of enjoyment, Preston, during the week was one of the guards on the weekend would bring a radio into his into the cage at the end of the hallway. He could hear it. And he could slightly hear country music. Right. Uh, all right. So obviously we're getting a bunch of calls. So we're going to talk to we're going to talk to uh, guards and we're going to talk to uh, yeah. inmates. So let me go to Frank, former prisoner. Hey, Frank, good morning. Hey, good morning. How you doing? Good, buddy. All right. So we're going through this list. Some of the stuff ringing true or not true to you. Uh, some of the stuff's pretty on point. Um, so just to give some background, um, I'm a normal guy. Um, I got sent to state prison here in Pennsylvania. I spent five years there. Uh, matter of fact, I think you guys talked about me on the, on the air. Um, that's another story for another time. Wow. Okay. Oh, man. Uh, I kind of want to hear that story now. <laughs> uh, we, we can talk about that off air. If you're, if you're <laughs> okay. Uh, can, I, yeah. can I ask where you spent your time? Yeah, so uh, there's prison outside of Harrisburg is called Camp Hill. That's So everybody that gets incarcerated in Pennsylvania goes through Camp Hill at some point. Okay. Um, it's There's two categories of inmates there. There's guys they call blues because their outfit is blue. It's like a pair of denim jeans and a blue shirt. And then there's browns who are the, uh, you know, the long-term residents, let's call them. UPS drivers. Uh, well, yeah, it, it's an outfit similar to that. It's okay. the same outfit, but it's brown pants and a brown shirt. All um, right. 
Although the, the guys that are really in for a long time, they take pride in the fact that their outfits fade to, like, a pink color. Huh. So, anyway, it's, that's, that's something interesting. Uh, one thing I want to point out is, uh, yeah, it's definitely not like what you see on TV in the movies. Um, the best way I can describe my experience was a combination between being in the military and being in college. Uh, military, because the officers and the staff, like a lot of them are former military, they run everything like to the Army. Okay. Like everything's on military time and so on. Um, it's, and as far as being like college, it's like living in dorms. Just imagine you went to like a really crappy college in, the, in <laughs> a bad area. A really crappy college. Okay. Okay. So about yeah, about the boredom and about what, what Preston was saying about you're just, most people are just eyes down, waiting to finish their time and get out. Does that ring true? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Um, I remember every morning waking up, because they wake up at 5.30 for count, and every morning my day started, I had a countdown in my head, like, all right, I got 362 days, okay, 360. It's the same routine over and over again. Now, as far as boredom, there are a lot of things that, are, that will alleviate the boredom that I don't think anyone's really mentioning. Like, number one, I had a flat-screen TV in my cell, and so did my cellmate. Wow. We both had them, and we had cable, and cable was $16 a month. And I and you were talking about jobs earlier. I had a job, and I got about fifty dollars a month on my books that pay for the cable. Frank, can I uh, can I just hop in here for a second? That's sure, much less than I'm paying for cable. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, yeah. sixteen yeah. bucks. I mean, I, I mean, and all you have to do is go to my, prison. My family yeah. last week. I was like, man. You know, this cable price goes up again. I'm going back to jail. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's a hell of a deal. Uh, we're the real prisoners. Yeah. Hey, Frank, on the you, outside, when you got yeah. out, was there any yeah, sort of? No, of course, we didn't. We didn't have HBO. You know, okay, know. all right. But matter. still, you, could yeah. you watch the Love Boat? Uh, you know, if you didn't have cable, just like around here, you could put up a little antenna and get the local channels. Right. And I think they had life. a version of, like, MeTV, which had Love Boat episodes on it. So there, there you go. go. MeTV. <laughs> so could you have, like, could you have other inmates in your cell to watch TV? Oh, hell no. No, okay. So you couldn't no. have inmate parties? No, no, no. Okay. No, no. So there's, there's a time, like, three times a day, they have... Wreck time. It's either you're out in the yard or you're, if it's inclement weather or um, whatever, like usually in the, in the winter and fall, instead of having yard in the evening, they would have the indoors. It, it, like, I'm sure you remember back in school, you had indoor recess. Yes. Well, they, they call it day room. It's basically like the center area block. They open up and it's like free wreck time from about 630 until eight o'clock. All right, so I, mean, so I would get together with my my guys, and we either play pinochle, um, risk, you know, like other games, and that's that's what people did. Yeah. Uh, chess was obviously a big one. Well, well, let me ask you because, like, like in the TV show Oz, they had that that big sort of um, uh, room that that and we're, have, there's a picture up in the studio here that you can't see, but it it's, looks like sort of a quasi cafeteria setup with chairs and tables. Uh, and so, okay. is that where you would mostly congregate? Yeah, that, that's that's pretty accurate. Okay. So, like that area, of the, like I said, it's called the day room. It's like the um, common area of the block, and it's got these rectangular, like or square shaped tables with four seats on it that are kind of like all connected. So you can't pick one up and like you know hit somebody right. with it. Right. Yeah. But was yeah. the majority of your time spent in in your cell? No, actually, I spent uh, most of my time I either was at work. Okay. Um, 
if I wasn't at work, I found activities to do. Like I, I took a couple classes while I was there. Okay. Um, you know, like they have trade programs and stuff like that you can sit in on. Um, I did a couple of those. Let, um, I also went to the gym on a regular basis, and then I just took every opportunity I could, so like for yard. Mm. Um, there, I went to the library once a week. Frank, let uh, me ask you. So if you were at work and your um, your cellmate had been making chi-chi for dinner and you got home and it was cold, would your cellmate be upset <laughs> that, no, you, no. that you were late? No. no okay. No. All right. That, 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 that doesn't happen. All right. So, uh, Frank, real quick. You mentioned the chi-chi. Um, yeah. So, yeah, like that's usually an event. Like, if, you know, it's like your cellmate or somebody will tell you, like, yo, man, uh, hey, I'm cooking. And, and actually, a lot of times it's guys that are on your block that you're more or less friendly with. They'll get together, they'll make one, and then basically you just arrange, you know, you'll walk by, you'll you know, pass them your bowl, they'll load it up for you, and then you got your food to go. Nice. Interesting. Hey, Frank, real quick. Um, so obviously, well, I would assume that as you're um, being convicted and you're going to prison, you're probably scared. At, at what point do are you, you know, during your time, were you, were you not afraid anymore? Mm. Actually, very early on. Like days, weeks? So, yeah, I... So I'll explain my process to you. Um, so, yeah, I got arrested, and when you get arrested, you, that's when you get sent to your local police precinct and you're in the holding tank. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think that's what jail's like. It's not. Um, that's the most boring time. Uh, after that, then you get processed, you get sent to county, and one of two things happens. You either bail out, and then you're on the street at home waiting for your trial to you know, conclude, or if you don't bail out, that you stay at county during the duration of your uh, case. Now, that could be like 10 months. Okay. Whatever it is, when it comes to the end of your case, there's the sentencing. So that's when the judge, like, they already found you guilty or not guilty. But then the sentencing is when you have the last court appearance. The judge tells you what your sentence is, and they actually take you away that moment. Okay, and so from there you go right to the wherever you're being sent, where you're going right. to spend now, the majority of your time. Right. Now, if you didn't bail out, you get time credit for all that time you're in. So if right. you got, let's say, you know, five years, and you were in for 10 months, well, they'll credit you those 10 months. Right, all right. Will you, but like, if you bail if, out, you, you owe them that time. If you know, like, dude, there's no way I'm not going to get convicted, do you, will people just go, you know what, just don't even bail me out because I, you know, I'd rather just spend this time now and, and whenever I get my conviction, have that time credited to me? Yeah, I'm sure there's guys that do that. Well, first of all, bail can be expensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people think, like, I can tell you in my own experience, my bail was set at $150,000. Mm. Um, so and there, you, there, there's, there's none of that, like, 10% crap in some cases. Oh really? So, so so we've always understood that there's a ten percent. You have to cover ten percent of the bail, but you're saying in some cases it's the full amount. Right, right. In some cases that does that. not apply, and in yeah. some cases bail's not even an option. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's one. And so another thing is, if you don't have the money for bail, so you, if you go through a bail bonds company, they'll put up your bail, but they're going to charge you like ten to fifteen, twenty percent, depending. Okay. So a um, lot of times, like it'll cost you thousands of dollars. And unfortunately, some guys don't have it. So yeah. they end up spending their time in jail. Frank, I want to get some other calls here, and we got to wrap in just a second. So I just want to end this by saying, you know, and, and you're talking about, to, you know, putting you to work and, and some trade programs and things like this. The whole the, the idea, hopefully, is that 
it helps straighten your life out. You, you're you're yeah. there for whatever reason, and hopefully you can come to some conclusions and say, all right, this is an opportunity for me to take another turn. Did that work for you? Uh, yes and no. I mean, I was, like I said, I was pretty much a stand-up guy. Um, I was never in trouble with the law before this. Um, but, yeah, I, I have seen there are plenty of guys that have gone in at a young age. They've gone in, they did some time, and they really did, you know, buckle down. They did a couple trade programs. They got some kind of, you know, uh, work ethic. And, you know, they, they end up, you, like, there's a couple guys I was in with that I do keep in touch with. And, okay. uh, you know, they're, they're doing good. All right. All right. Well, that's Excellent. good to hear. Well, glad you're doing all right, Thanks Frank. For Thanks for info. checking in. We appreciate it. No problem. All right. See you later. Oh, and email us about uh, how we talked about you on the air yeah. one time, okay? Yeah. Who should I send that to? Just send it Preston at WMMR.com, and I'll send it to everybody else. All right. No problem. No Thanks, problem. dude. See you. All right. The send nudes. What's that? <laughs> send nudes. Send, send nudes. What? To Preston? You like no, 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 no. Oh. Uh, anybody else can. I don't want them from Frank. Um, so, you know what? Let me go to Joe, who is, works in a prison, and uh, he wants to mention some of the things were incorrect on the list. Hey, Joe, good morning. Good morning. What's up, Joe? Um, yeah, I just got off of work. I work for the state of Delaware Department of Corrections. Um, the difference is, uh, in Delaware is we don't have county jails. Okay. So I deal with sentence inmates and detentioners, we call them, the guys that haven't gone to court yet. Oh, so wow. when we assume that, deten- that people in detention are kept away from, uh, I assume you're, they're segregated, correct? That is correct. We, right. uh, we have one half of the building is strictly sentenced inmates, and then the other half is all detentioners. Most of our issues that we have, fights and assaults, are all with detentioner inmates. Um, they still have the street mentality. They're always the young, young 18, 19-year-olds that come in, you know, can't tell them what to do. They're, they do their own thing. So most of our assaults on staff is and with other inmates is from the detentioners. So they, okay. the guys, they, they're doing their time. They want to get out. They don't want to bother nobody. Um, the only difference in Delaware that I see in my 20 years is that the guys that are, are sentenced who have jobs, they don't want to go to work. They want to get paid, but they don't want to work. <laughs> Huh. So, so how do you how do you turn that around? How do you get them? Well, they have rules. Once they sign up and they're they're assigned a job, they're classified for it, so they have to do it. If they refuse to do it, then they get um, we call a class one write up, and then they get moved to the segregation building we, we don't call it the hole anymore it's the um <laughs> right minister segregation for 30 days okay so they lose, they lose good time so joe the, the 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 comments from a couple of these guys that said look you're just looking for anything to do because you're bored um that that doesn't work for everybody no it doesn't work for uh, most most of the time they gamble okay that's, a lot of gambling a lot of gambling so let, um, let, let me ask you quickly. So if you have a job in prison and you call in sick, um, it'd be pretty easy to check up on you, right? <laughs> yeah, and believe it or not, um, every time somebody doesn't want to go to work, they mysteriously have chest pains. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. that's, you know, you, you, we can't, you know, call their bluff on that. We have to take it for face value. Right. You know, yeah. if it's cardiac, we have to deal with it. All right, so that's the excuse that works, not not that, diarrhea in the real world. Right. Right. Okay. Um, unfortunately, with COVID, um, we've had a lot of inmate workers that ha- that came down with COVID. Yeah. So we were using security staff 
to do the cooking, the meals for the inmates during the last 18 months. Because, oh, those must have been tasty. Jeez. Oh, man, let me tell you. <laughs> you know, oh, you like Kathy's French toast. Joe, I, <laughs> Joe, I appreciate the call. Unfortunately, we got to wrap now, yep. but, but thanks for checking in, man. We appreciate <laughs> no it. Problem. All right, Steve, take care. I, I could be a prison chef. <laughs> what is this? You would be great. I will never commit a crime again. That is the only place I could be employed as a chef. That's it. She'd be working the hardest prison in the world. Be, I will not. I promise. A couple of more uh, quick takeaways, and then we got to wrap. I can't get to all these, but uh, somebody said uh, the, the guys were actually very nice, gave me life advice. Something about having your freedom stripped away gives people newfound love for wisdom and giving advice. Another one says half of the inmates are mentally ill. Not only a few people uh, that the movies use to add color and character, but mentally ill people are everywhere in the prison system. And another guy says the movies got a lot wrong, but I was surprised to learn that most of the old timers sound like Morgan Freeman. (laughs) There you go. There you go. That's right. All right. uh, Anyhow, an interesting article. Uh, I got this off of BuzzFeed. Marissa, I'll get you the uh, the list so you can pop that up on the website. Uh, We do have to take a break. We'll come back in a second. We got a list of guests. We got great people that are going to be joining us in just a second. Find out who they are when we return. We'll be right back. MMR spotlights the best rock in Philadelphia with Jackson's local shots. That's right. And this month's band is Goalkeeper. Goalkeeper, your local shots artist of the month. Check them out every Wednesday at 6.30 right here on the Mighty MMR. And you can hear and see more now at WMMR.com. Keyword, local shots. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Philly. Uh, well, I'd like to make an announcement for those who may not know it, but uh, tomorrow is Steve Morrison's birthday. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. Yes. Really, all the credit goes to my parents who banged. Yep. Yeah, well, thank you to your parents. Uh, and I always do this for for anybody's birthday, but man, I am so glad you were born. Well, thank I'm you. I am so glad that you were alive, and I am so glad that you were a part of my life. So thank much so that Casey has set something up here for you, Steve. Really? You know, Kay, you know how Casey is with birthdays. Uh, yeah, I do he's, know. It's he's the best ever when it comes to acknowledging people's birthdays. So I've been mentioning all morning long we were going to have our buddy Rich Voss on. That's a lie. Rich really? is not going to be on this. Oh, morning. I prepared for Rich Voss. Uh, you don't need to. We have somebody else. Who? Well, I'm going to see if you can okay. figure that out. Right. We are going to give you something to open. It's All a right. gift. And by that gift alone, I want you to see who we're going to bring up on our screens here who is live on Zoom. All right. Let's talk to you this morning. So open this gift, and I want to see just by what is inside that box. If you know who we're going to go to. I like the dinosaur wrapping paper. It's really good. It's a stegosaurus. (laughs) Oh, no, a triceratops. Mm. All right, I'm trying to do this. All right, now I judge by what's in the box Mm -hmm. and see if I can ascertain who the mystery guest is. Correct. All right, right now... Oh, wait a second. (laughs) What do you you have? Tom Papa? Uh, (laughs) Tom Papa! You did it! He didn't Tom even Papa. fully open the gift. He just squeezed it, still wrapped in I the I have been the paper. begging Tom Papa for sourdough bread. You magnificent bastard. So we have an entire oh. loaf of sourdough bread. So oh please my. welcome Tom Papa to the show this morning. Tom, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Happy birthday, you old bastard. <laughs> I am. Jesus, Tom, I, I dreamt 
I've been dreaming about your soured. <laughs> Anyone who follows Tom on Instagram, first of all, he's, you know, of course we know, he's the, one of the funniest humans ever born, but mm. the fact that his baking skills and his bread skills, are you, you just <laughs> look at these, uh, they're in colors, so they're not Ansel Adams-ish, but they're incredible photographs of this freshly baked bread, and I'm just... For, forever fascinated by it. It's like, how how many times have I asked Tom Papa? <laughs> for bread. For bread. <laughs> it's here. Thank you so much. Now, Tom, may I ask you, do I need, sh- sh- does this need to be warmed before I, or it Yeah, it- well, it's, yeah, because, I mean, I had to get it, we sent it overnight. It's it's probably a day behind. How does it feel? It feels very good. It feels very good. There, there's, there's, there's some malleability to it. All right, good. I would just toast it. I toast it. Get a good, good serrated knife. All right, and uh, look at slice this. it up, and I would throw some. <laughs> what would you put on it? Some butter. On. Okay, That's so right, oh, butter. Yeah. I'm so, going gonna, gonna to share. I have to share with you guys. You don't have to. Okay. Well, we. I mean, listen. Yeah. Tell me, you have not longed for a Tom Papa sourdough bread. I have. I, have, I love but... that you didn't fully get it opened, <laughs> and he immediately because we were talking about. We're like, what if he doesn't know it's Tom Papa? No. Before no. you even fully opened it, you knew it was Tom. I, so, I could tell by the contours of the bag. Because when, when, for example, I have sex dreams and sourdough dreams. <laughs> and, and so you, you fulfilled it. Yes, so I, awesome. I want to jump in here because, Steve, there is another present involved. And, Tom, I, you know, if you want to inform Steve, because I will hand it over to him when you tell him what it is. Yeah, well, I sent you a note as well. It's, it's a lovely uh, note. I just read it. And um, it's, it's, it says some. Uh, can you read it? Yes, it okay. says happy day. Enjoy some of my bread and and bake your own. Uh, you can what, what? Here you go, Steve. And this bake is, your own. Yeah. Oh. What are oh, we wow. giving you? This is the um. This is the the, the, the breeder bread. The breeder. Yeah, that's the sourdough starter. Sourdough it's starter. Are yeah. you sure? That's what you bake. That the bread came from that. I'm going to try this. You have a piece of Tom Papa. I'm fascinated. This is like Tom Papa seminal fluid, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> it's the essence of Tom Papa. Wow, that is amazing because it's such a fascinating process that it yeah, does have okay. that. That it that it you can. This is this is a critical element in the process. That is the that's basically the yeast. That is, it, is the yeast. There's and, no store bought yeast in that. And if I understand correctly, following what you and, and the various shows you've had, there are some businesses that have kept the starter dough has been around forever. Like it is it is a quintessential part of the legend of particular bakeries. Correct? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And this one, that's about uh I would say probably 6 7 years old. Wow. wow. And what would you uh, cuz we're all not not even novices. We're less than a novice. What should he do with that? Should he keep that in his refrigerator? Yes. Okay. That should be kept in the refrigerator and then but you've got to feed it. You'll have to feed it in a, in about a couple of days. There's no real rush, but you're going to have to take that out and put it into a bowl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you have a digital scale, that would be perfect. I do, I do. Okay, perfect. Then you take a bowl and you take equal part. You take a scoop of that, put it in the bowl, and equal parts flour and water. And uh, that basically feeds it. And then reintroduce and, it into the mix? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, actually, yeah. 
We'll, okay. we'll talk. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. All right. You guys right. Because right. cool. there's feeding it. There's feeding it to bake the bread, and then there's feeding it just to keep it alive. So, so okay. So to keep it usable, and then, uh, well, this is going to be have to be my my summer project. Yes. And so look, excited. if it, if if it all falls apart, I could always send you more bread. <laughs> nice. <laughs> no, aren't you? Are you guys not fascinated with this whole? Amazing. I am. Yeah. yeah. Really and the fact cool that process. look and, at this gorgeous bread. Tom is so good yeah. at it, you know. And, but Tom, I, I know we've talked about this in the past, but. How long did it take you to get good at it? Because you you have been doing it for a long time. Yeah, and you it's I always say it's a lot like stand up. It's like you get pretty good at it. You know, you have some skills and you can get pretty good at it pretty quickly, but you never really master it. Like they're always humbling. You always kind of fail and things happen. There's so many things that can go wrong. Well, I admire but, I admire that that to you it presents what I think we all look for in life, which is a a Zen exercise, mm-hmm. something that, yeah. right, that yeah. gives you that Yo, totally. that goal totally. to achieve. And the best ones are the ones where you perfection is not the goal; it is the the journey, as they say on the That's Bachelor. That's right. Yes. <laughs> That's right. You're getting very wise in your old. <laughs> well, all right. So speaking of which, Steve, your birthday is tomorrow. Yes, Preston, your wedding anniversary is tomorrow. Correct. And then Tom Papa, as it turns out, tomorrow is an anniversary of sorts for you as well. Is it not? Yes, that's right. It, it's uh, my comedy birthday. I started comedy on June twelfth, nineteen ninety three. Wow, where was yeah. that? Where was that first uh, uh, chance that you took when you got up on stage? That was at the New York Comedy Club in uh, in New York City, and I went up. It was like at four in the afternoon. <laughs> Perfect. And I went into. I had a couple friends come, and they sat in the audience, which got me my stage time. I came upstairs. And the only other comic was a very young Greg Giraldo Ah. sitting there, no beard, frightened, sweating. (laughs) And and, uh, I went up and that was it. Do you remember one of the jokes from that night, from that that first time up? Yeah, the 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 joke I remember that like worked. There was actually like in joke structure. It was something like uh, uh, they're handing out condoms in schools now. (laughs) When I was in third grade, you needed three you needed three notes and a blood test just to get a ride on the bookmobile. <laughs> <laughs> Which is okay. Yes. Yeah. One of the <laughs> funniest things I've ever heard is uh Florentine did he took um jokes from his Oh yeah his oh, earliest yeah. comedy books, you know, that he'd keep where he, and, oh, and, yeah. and he he read through them. And he is so disdainful and disgusted by his own material in the presentation that it's hilarious. And the material is actually not bad, but to hear him read it and, and like, oh my Pick god! Uh, but you know, but uh, I mean, still, it's 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 what got him to the dance. That's what got you to the dance. I remember sure. my first time well, up on stage was at, um, and you probably know the place. It doesn't exist anymore, but it was Chuckles Comedy Club in in. Um, Mineola, New York. Mineola. Right. And I got up and I remembered the the uh, first time I you just have no perception of what stage lighting looks like from the stage. Mm. And when you <laughs> yeah. get up you and in the room you really don't see anybody except for maybe a couple people right up front and I was I I like I froze the second time I did really well but the first time I was like oh my god it was just it leveled me. <laughs> It's terrifying. Yeah, it's terrifying. And it's humiliating. And you look back and you're like, <laughs> man, I, I can't believe, because you hopefully improve, 
And you, I'm like, I can't believe people were paying me no. like four years <laughs> in to like do a show. It was horrible. Did you ever work a place called uh, Dixon's White House on Long Island? No. It, yeah, there's a guy, and I tell these guys about it. It was a guy whose entire entertainment career was that he resembled Richard Nixon. And um, it was in, I think it was in Hempstead, Long Island. And um, he would pay comedians $5, uh, you know, and uh, like um, Eddie Murphy. And a lot of them all, all went through and played it eventually, yeah. you know, at, at some yeah. point. And so yeah. my claim to fame was my, I was somewhere within the same cluster of Eddie Murphy. So I could take people, my, he'd, put, he'd put your name up regardless. If you walk through the door, your name ended up on the wall. And yes. uh, it was it was just a weird thing, but yeah, it was oh, that's awesome. those places. That is the coolest. I think I have to say I'm I'm, I'm uh, first of all Casey and I have been plotting this out for a month. Oh, and, and I love it. And you know it takes three days to make a loaf of bread from the time you feed that starter until you take the loaf out of the oven, and then we had to factor in <laughs> overnighting it to you. And then to have it for a full day so you can get it for your morning show. So this was this has been my week long project. And it's a lot <laughs> I, of work. You know, this means a lot, thing, Tom. I can't thank you enough, makes, man. Yeah. The thing that makes me happier than you being happy and finally getting it to you is that using Rich Vo- Rich Voss as the deep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, I I do extensive it, right? I do extensive research, uh, and so I spent a lot of time researching, you know, Rich Voss. Well, so, so I, I had all my 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 stuff, and that's why I went with Rich Voss because yeah. I figured, okay, he's a guy that we know. Yeah, he's a guy that you probably because then I know you do a lot of research. Yeah. He's a guy that I didn't think you would have to spend. A ton of was time not, doing not a research. Ton. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, the idea that you'd have to watch some of his landscaping videos makes me so happy. <laughs> well, it means a lot, Tom, and thank you, Case, for because I, I, I have. Uh, this is not even an embellishment. I'm not uh, being hyperbolic. Uh, this, this bread is is a holy grail of my, you know, of my life uh, that I, I had to try this bread. So I'm, I'm by the show by the end of the show. I'd like to, if we can. If there's a methodology for toasting it properly and getting butter on it, I'd like to try it on we air. Do you have a good serrated yeah. knife? Yes, I think we do. Uh, yeah. We'll have to find that. We'll find we, we should have a serrated <laughs> Break knife. Break into yeah, mine. Because that's the thing about sourdough. It's the, uh, the outside is very tough to get through. How often are yeah. you are you hit up for that? I, I knew I had I joined the chorus of people who no doubt pester you for bread all the time. But uh, how how many people currently have standing requests for sourdough bread from you? Uh, there's a lot of people that have requests, but I do not fulfill any of them. <laughs> well, I am honored. I'm honored. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's, uh, there's the, even my daughter, who's when she's away at college, is like, come on, send me bread. I'm like, it's too expensive. Yeah, get bread around the corner. <laughs> right. So if you're not if you're not having your own bread, and I, you, you had the series, which I, which I loved, where you're going around to Baked. this incredibly, yeah, the Bake series was great. Um, what for you represents the pinnacle, the state of the art in sourdough bread? Excuse <clears throat> oh, my voice. I, my favorites are are this plain loaf. This is like a malted wheat and all purpose, mostly wheat, and uh, that's like my staple. Like the one you have now is like the one that I've been just trying to perfect, like that simple one. But the one that I'm really into lately is this olive bread. Which uh, has two different kinds of olives: lemon zest, herbs de Provence, Yum. and walnuts. Jeez. And uh, yeah, that changes the the amount of um, of uh, hydration, how much water is in it, because all those things actually have 
water to it. Wow. But, you know, I, I could literally talk for hours about it. <laughs> I'm fascinated. I do have a question about this, Tom. So outside of Baked, uh, the, the TV show, is there another way that you're going to be able to monetize this hobby of yours, this passion of yours? Yeah, no, I don't know. I'm yeah. not sure. I mean, everybody always talks about that. I have like a YouTube channel where I actually show people how to bake the bread. And, you know, you I could go down that route and try and do it. You know what happens uh, when you... To, like, open a bakery is such a hard thing. Oh, yeah, that becomes a life, you yeah. know. Yeah. But, and, but and it takes away... It takes away the joy when you monetize something because then then there's the demand for it. And so it's for, like prostitution. For, well, yeah, no, yeah, I mean, I'm yeah, serious yeah. about this. Like when you have when you have a hobby that creates a level of zen for you, and then you decide, well, you know what, I'm going to make some money off of it. It then becomes work, and work uh, can take you away from the zen, which is what why you started doing it in the first place. Right, which is why maybe if I could like roll it back into a different kind of a show, or you know, have my podcast grow, the Breaking Bread podcast right. that I do. Like those kind of things, but you're right. Like making money, like off of it, like becoming a baker, <laughs> is such hard work. Yeah, it's early. We used so to... <laughs> early, so hard. But if I could do like some other offshoot, maybe I'll do a book. I don't know. Okay. Well, I mean, it's it, it, it's it's there's something there is a there's a chemistry to it. There's a precision to it. My wife prefers baking because there is there's room for a little bit of of. Um, improv but there is also you know you you know that precise thing you're looking to get and yeah. so she likes the sort of mathematical exactness of it and this, is that what draws you yeah. to it yeah well the bread is is a little bit that way but it gives you a little more freedom than like baking a cake or right something like right pastry there's a little more you can be a little more off with this it's yeah. still science. It's still accurate, but not as accurate as a, uh, a pastry. Is there one bread that you baked that you think that, that that lives in your memory as that was the bread? I hit my, I hit my zenith with that bread. Yeah. One lo- one loaf that came out and your knees buckled. I crushed. Yeah, there, yeah. <laughs> there is on the cover of this book by uh, Ken Forkish called uh, uh, "Flour, Water, Salt, and Yeast." He's he's out of uh, Portland. He's like one of the original guys that started the revival of artisan bread. Right. And there's a picture on the cover and it looks it's so caramelized and it's just like something I can never achieve. And one bread did come out like that. It was so like crispy and caramelized (laughs) and this breadish, this like caramel color. And I was so excited. I'm like, yes, I'm here. (laughs) I've never done it again. You've never done it again. There you go. Well, so. Thank you, by the way, and uh, I just... It's I, awesome. I, it, it is, and you know, I just, you know, when I reached out to you however many weeks ago, you you know that the answer no was an option. <laughs> so the fact that you didn't say no and that, you know, it it took you all of this time to, to get the bread and everything sent over to you, like, I cannot thank you enough for, for doing this, but, but, you know, next time I ask you something like this, you are allowed to say no. <laughs> Well, th- that's very kind of you, but if there's one thing you know about comedians, we're whores. <laughs> <laughs> True. And, and whores never say no. <laughs> well, the fact that this international celebrity, yes. you know, took the time out of his day and week to, to do this, I just can't thank well, you enough. And, and also yeah. that yeah. it was not a shallow effort as I was able to identify what it was without even unwrapping it. Mm-hmm. And so that, that so when Casey... He was not overstating the fact that my desire for this 
was that yeah. great. So no, yeah. I, I I appreciate that. That's why I sent it. And uh, let's keep in touch as you start to figure out this starter. Thing. I'm I'm going to do I it. Mean, I'm look, very excited. I will not be. Uh, you look, the the main starter is still in my fridge. It's still alive. So mm-hmm. if you kill its child, <laughs> it's okay. I'm going it's to. Right. I'm going to be devastated if I have to. You know, it'll, it'll be like uh, what was the, the the Jack Nicholson movie where he dropped the baby and it was it ruined his life forever. It takes place in the uh, I don't remember the early one. with Meryl Streep. The um, anyway, it's, yeah, it's we don't it want devastated don't his life. Baby. I don't, don't want to drop this baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay if you do. It's okay. all right if you do. It has offshoots. All right. So, Tom, besides the uh, your podcast and your show with Fortune on, on uh, Netflix is a joke, what else do you Which got going great. on? Uh, my big tour is starting up. I've got, uh, if you go to TomPapa.com, all my new dates are up, which is very exciting. A real tour? Uh, I think I'm coming back to the Keswick. I'm going to Las Vegas, just all over. We're like, comedy is back. As you see, There's all comedians are just putting out their dates, and we're Back out, hitting the roads. We're, we're super thrilled, and you back at the Keswick is a perfect fit. And uh, what's the date on that? Do you know? That, I don't the... think that's till the winter. Okay. So you would have known if, if you knew you were talking to Tom Papa. You could probably I, tell I would us know that. when and where is Rich Voss performing, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> Soul, if this is even accurate, Soul Joel's Comedy Club. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I but, love that yeah. so much. I was with Rich on Sunday. I was in New York. I flew in for Colin Quinn's birthday. We had a dinner. And uh, and Rich was there, and he was stuck in traffic in the Lincoln Tunnel, <laughs> and was a half hour late to this very special dinner. And just hearing Bonnie <laughs> describe what Rich does to his dashboard while he's in traffic, <laughs> oh, I believe it. Oh, made me so happy. They are the, does does Rich know that he was a part of this? He, he does now because so Meredith Trotter, who works with Pulse yeah. PR, she heard you promoting. Rich being on the show yesterday, uh, so sure she like, reaches. What's going on? Yeah. yeah, so she reaches out to Rich and says, "Hey, why are you going to be on Preston Steve? What do you got going on?" And he's like, "I have no idea what you're talking about." So then Meredith reached out to me, and I'm like, "Well," and I told Meredith what was happening. I'm like, "Now you have to call Rich back and let him know what the deal is." So. No, that's awesome. <clears throat> it's it's great, and you talk about it. Bonnie is his wife, who's great and a great filmmaker, by the way. Uh, <laughs> that dynamic, that's the classic. Opposites attract, and it and it works in, a, in an amazing way. To, to, it's so funny and yeah. it's so real. I mean, their podcast I think is she re, she really hates him or something. <laughs> My wife really and hates me. We literally at a dinner for like twelve people while they were late. We were seriously talking about saving seats, but on opposite ends of the table because they will kill each other. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's well, great. it looks like you actually, uh, as far as our area is concerned, you'll be in Red Bank for a couple of dates, uh, a couple of shows, I should say, um, in August. Uh, yeah, you're also August going to be at the Borgata coming in nice. October. Okay. Oh, right, uh, right, right. I don't know where Oakmont, uh, Pennsylvania is, but you're going to be in uh, at the Oaks Theater, and that's in January. But, man, I'm looking at your, your calendar, and I know that you're just uh, chomping at the bit to get out, and it looks like you're going to be doing that very, very soon. Yeah, that's right. The Borgata is the end of October. That, that should be a great one. Are, are you working up to, uh, you have your sight set on another special down the road, a Netflix special, and working on material yeah. for that? Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I was able to sneak out a lot during the pandemic. I would go to certain clubs like about one a month. So I was able to keep working and keep uh, keep honing it in. So it's not like I'm starting like building up material. I have it already. So, you know, you you, you, just keep getting it more a little tighter. I probably shoot maybe in the end of the year. 
it's funny that this would happen. It's a confluence of events because I just watched Behind the Candelabra. Uh, <clears throat> the other day, which you are in, by the way, it's the story of Liberace, Preston, yeah, and I are great. huge fans. You're yep. fantastic in it. Uh, what's in the realm of, are, are any acting opportunities going your way? Because uh, you are a very good actor as well. Oh, thanks. I just had um, I just had an um, independent film called Paper Spiders that just came out. And uh, Lily Taylor, it's about, uh, Lily Taylor is uh, the lead of it. She plays someone who's having like, um, kind of like a, a illusionary psychotic events kind of thing it's about her and her daughter and i play her boyfriend oh. and uh i we shot that a little bit ago and this other she's a great actress another independent called north hollywood uh which is uh, <laughs> directed by mikey alfred who's a new brilliant director and uh so yeah i just did those two films do you enjoy it or is it is it frustrating because you, you get the immediacy of, of when you're performing on stage that's a that's an immediate entertaining feedback and i know that um Acting is start, stop, start, stop. Yeah, no, I love it. It's great. I, I, it's, it's very cool. And even cooler than actually doing the work is being able to walk around and say, I'm in an independent film. <laughs> 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 By the way, Steve, that movie is Ironweed. No, is it's the... not. It's uh, Heartburn. Heartburn? Heartburn? No, it's not Heartburn. It's Ironweed. Is it's it Ironweed? Yeah, 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 oh, they yeah, were yeah. in two movies together in the 80s. Oh, okay. <laughs> the one where Josh the Babies is of Eastwick. It's a... <laughs> <laughs> Ironweed is a great depressing movie, and I don't want that to happen with my sourdough. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Well, let me know how it goes. Let me know if you, how how you like it, and uh, hopefully, it, hopefully, it held up. Hopefully, you have some good butter. No, it, it, we will. Oh. It, it, it means so much that you did this, Tom. I, it's so I, nice. I spoke to Tom briefly, Casey. Remember, I told you to wrap it in like some saran wrap or something like that. Yeah. Apparently, that's the wrong thing to do. I didn't wrap it in saran okay, wrap. Okay, good. It, it's in a it's in a paper bag. Okay. Yeah. All right. That well, was very. Yeah, yeah. When I saw the paper bag come out, I I sighed with relief. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know my bread. <laughs> Preston said I wrapped it in saran wrap. I was like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> you maniac! You're Hitler. Evil. I'm evil. Uh, Tom, that bread has traveled three thousand miles, and you you're suffocating it in saran wrap. <laughs> You've killed my child. Uh. Well, listen, Tom, we love this, uh, the fact you did this. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll be talking to you in the near future when you're working your way through Philly. All right, ma'am? All right. You guys are the best. Thanks so much, Tom. Tom Papa, guys. How cool is that, right? That's awesome. Man, you know. Casey's idea. Well, I I identified it without even taking it out. Mm -hmm. That's it. What do you get? The guy who can get himself anything for his birthday. Mm-hmm. Well, bread him some bread. Yeah. Semen, uh, something to generate semen in my body. That'd be good. Oh, that you can't do anymore. You can't do that. I have to attach a pump to my back. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing for your birthday tomorrow, man? Uh, for me, I'm, um, well, uh, my wife is actually baking me a, uh, when I was a kid, I would always ask for a devil's food cake on my birthday, and my mother would always make it. Aww. And I haven't had that. Aww. In the longest time, and uh, and so she's and and I said I told her you know she could do it from the box you know mm-hmm. she's making it from scratch and doing it so that that's it that's going to be my treat yeah. you know that's all I need honestly it's um you know everything's good and that's that, like tomorrow for our anniversary yeah. I, I spoke to Rochelle last week I'm like do you want anything for your anniversary. And she goes, no. She goes, do you want anything? And I go, no. She goes, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just going to do nothing, I, which is wonderful. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's honestly just to be able to be, you know, have, have health and, and mm-hmm. friends. And we're, we're going out uh, tonight with uh, two friends uh, just for dinner. And, and that'll be fine. That's yeah. all I need. Nice. You know. Excellent. 
Uh, well, happy birthday. Steve thank Morrison. you very much. Happy anniversary. Uh, thank you. And we should take a break now yeah. because we have a few more legitimate guests. We're going to, we're, you're not pretending this not, time. Not uh, right. Rich Voss? No, we will have Brad Rutter on uh, who's promoting the chase. He's one of the greatest of all time from Jeopardy. And Alfonso Ribeiro Yay. will be on the show, too. We got the Bizarre File coming up next as well. So stay put. We will be back in just a moment. Pierre in Studio C with another MM barbecue artist, Rick Nielsen of Cheap Trick, as they ponder what's up with that flying kiss record. New video slash Phil Collin and Robert DeLeo's all-star jam of Jimi Hendrix's Fire. 93.3 WMMR presents Shinedown for their first performance at the Met, September 11th. Pre-sale info and your shot to win tickets before you can buy them. Click concerts for the latest on newly announced shows with Guns N' Roses, Judas Priest, Black Label Society, and Avatar. Uh, we're going to get to the B file, and then we got guests coming up. I got to do these shout outs real quick. Let's though. do it. Uh, says, hey, Presbo, good morning, Ed. Casey, you're my soul animal. Nick, have a nice flight. Steve, yes, Affleck is the best Batman until the next one. Uh, my son, Wyatt Blue Meekum, turns 15 on Friday, June 11th, and I listen every day, all day. He only listens because I am. But he would love a shard out for his B-Day and also for Ann Gorski's birthday next year. <laughs> Wyatt's good kid. He deserves all the shards he can get. Bill Meekum. So a shard, please. And then one more. Uh, this is from Matt uh, Breger, who says, I'm hoping it's possible to get a shard out to my wonderful bride. I'm currently going back to school to get my doctor of physical therapy degree. We're both working full-time managing two kids. My classes are on the weekends, and she's sacrificed so much of her time and energy into picking up the slack for all the chores around the house. Everyone tells me how impressive it is that I'm working and going to school, yada, yada, yada. But she doesn't get enough credit. There's no way I'd be able to do what I do uh, without her absolute love and support. She deserves the world, but I think a shard out is more appropriate, so thank you very much. So a shard there, and there you nice. go. Let's get into the beef file. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. Brought to you by Rita's Water Ice. Try the new and refreshing Ocean Splash Italian Ice at Rita's. Perfect in both the shimmering mermaid and yummy gummy shark gelati. Uh, it's available for a limited time only at Rita's. Splish Splash Yum is what I, like I say. Yes. So a Texas woman whose false 911 calls led to a botched 2019 drug raid that resulted in the death of both homeowners and their dog Uh was sentenced on Tuesday to three years and four months in federal prison. That actually seems pretty light to me. It really does. Uh, The botched raid, which also left five officers injured, one of whom is now a paraplegic, also caused the Houston Police Department to investigate the entire narcotics division responsible for the raid, exposing extensive corruption within its ranks. That ended with 12 current and former officers being indicted. We really have to examine our raid policy. Uh, Patricia Ann Garcia pleaded guilty in March to placing several erroneous 911 calls on January 8th, 2019, in which she falsely accused her neighbors, Dennis Tuttle and Rohegna Nichols, uh, Nicholas, of being involved in serious criminal activity. Garcia, who reportedly had a long-running feud with the couple, told emergency operators that Tuttle and Nicholas were armed drug dealers who were holding her 25-year-old daughter in their home against her will. Jesus. Wow. That's like what they call like a swatting. swatting. Yeah. yeah. 
Just under three weeks after Garcia made the calls, narcotics officers with the Houston PD executed a no-knock warrant on the home, breaking down the door and fatally shooting the couple. Jeez. Uh, during her video conference sensing, sentencing, Garcia expressed sorrow for her actions, claiming she was not in her right mind when she made the false 911 calls, never expected the police to storm the couple's home. But the judge appeared unsympathetic, saying he believed she used 911 as a weapon. The judge said Garcia did indeed want something bad to happen to the victim. So, well, that happened. They were there. Actually, remember they were warring video gamers. Yeah, and they the one kid swatted the other kid's house, and the uh, the guy got shot to death yep. at the door. Exactly. So, uh, this gal's going to jail, as you would imagine. A self-described homeless man is facing felony charges after breaking into a couple's apartment while they were on vacation, sleeping in their bed, and stealing their two cats. Hmm. Uh, Austin Schaefer has been charged with felony burglary and criminal trespassing. Officers say that they were called to the uh, <clears throat> by the couple after they returned from vacation and found someone had broken into their apartment and threw their things around. The couple told police that the person had used toothpaste to write a curse word on their mirror and their two cats were gone. It's the two cats that bothers me. Uh, police say witnesses who lived in the apartment building claim Schaefer was the one responsible for the break-in. Police say they spoke with Schaefer, who claimed he entered the apartment to get out of the weather because he's homeless. He explained that he had heard cats meowing and thought they were abandoned, so he was doing a good deed by taking the animals. <laughs> what a nice guy. Officers, did, they, did they mention what the curse word was on the, on the mirror? They didn't. Right. Uh, they spoke with uh, several other witnesses who overheard Schaefer bragging about breaking into the apartment. Schaefer reportedly admitted to witnesses that he broke into the couple's apartment and trashed it as revenge for what I don't know. And then we'll do one more story, and then we will wrap it up. Okay, how about this one? No one was injured after a blind man got behind the wheel of a truck and crashed it into the front of a grocery store on Tuesday morning. Christian Searcy crashed the truck into the front cart stall at the Safeway just before 8 a.m. Now, I think I can do this. Authorities say Searcy had been in the parking lot overnight, but are unsure why he then got behind the wheel of a truck. Well, is sight your most necessary sense when you're driving? It's also unclear exactly what he was doing in the parking lot overnight. There's minor damage to a pillar at the front of the store and the front of the truck. Police also say Searcy had a knife, but uh, put it away when officers asked him to do so. Uh, he's facing a possible charge of suspicion of driving with a suspended li- with a suspended license. Wait a second. He's blind. How the what hell did the- he get a license? I don't know. Are they very lax in their in their testing? Maybe they are. This is in Washington State. No, that is a knife. It's different there. All right, so this is an ongoing investigation, according to police. Well, so. I, they, they need to revisit their issuing licenses to the blind. Mm-hmm. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. All right. Our first of uh, a couple of guests lined up is ready to go. We talked to him actually not that long ago. When he was guest hosting Jeopardy, and he did yeah, a great job. He did. And now season two of The Chase, uh, you can catch it Sundays at on ABC. Uh, and not only he, but uh, Ken Jennings and James Holzhauer and this gentleman, Mark Labette. They call The Beast. The Beast. Yes. Are uh, on the show. Please welcome Mr. Brad Rutter to MMR this morning. Brad, Good morning. Good morning. That's a fantastic ovation. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> well deserved. Really hot back there. I, I just was visiting family in Lancaster, and uh, I, the heat and humidity, man, I don't miss that. <laughs> it Dude, sucks. it's been up and down. It's been very weird so far mm-hmm. this year. So it's it's like seventy degrees today. So you know, hang out for ten minutes. It'll change, and <laughs> you'll be good to go. Uh, yeah. So, you know what? Hey, uh, Brad, I want to ask you about this guy, the Beast, that, that Steve had mentioned. Um, he was a a British quiz show winner, correct? Yeah, so the chase uh, has been on in England for like almost ten years now, or probably even a little more. 
and it's a huge hit over there, and uh, he's one of the guys from the British show. So uh, we thought we'd spice it up a little bit in America this, this time. Well, it's a nice addition because I've actually been watching the the version that Brooke uh, Burke hosts, um, which is on the game show network here. And uh, so this this iteration uh, has I, I like the fact because I've been watching I watched season one and season two, the more the merrier. And what is a good component of it as well is as you, as the game is being played, the other uh, whoever has not been selected gets to comment on what's going on, and this allows a little bit more opportunity uh, for more, I think, insightful analysis. So do you like, is this dynamic working for you, Brad? Yeah, it's really good, and it's almost uh, in the chaser's lounge, as we call it. Uh, it's almost kind of like being the color analyst on a, yeah. a sporting event, which, uh, you know, that's, that's, uh, that's right up my alley. So, so let me ask you. Obviously, you're all you know goats uh, of some sort, and uh, you know in, in your ability and how you dominated at the game. So here is here is the beast, Mark. Um, where do you think he falls in the in the pecking order? Is is he every bit as competitive? Or I mean, you know, obviously he's a large man, so he might smack you around. But what, what, now that he's not here, what would you say about his capabilities? Uh, I think we're like you don't get to where we are without being really competitive. So uh, I think yeah, we're probably all at the same level there. Um, uh, he likes to be a little meaner to the contestants than the three of than the other three of us do, um, which is also fun. Yes, and, you know, and also that what happens with the chase is it allows Ken gets to be a little more snippy, uh, which he ratcheted back when he was hosting Jeopardy. But you all all your personalities get to come out a little bit more. Explain to people how the chase is played. So. Uh, they can check it out because it's it's a great iteration on the general knowledge and trivia approach to game shows. So we bring a team of three trivia amateurs in to try to face off against one of us, uh, the the trivia professionals. And uh, if they manage to get through to the end and uh, answer a bunch of questions and put up the score that we try to chase, and if we can't catch them, they take home a bunch of money. So uh, there's a lot of uh, opportunity for jokes and smack talk and stuff like that. And just uh, a lot of like, it's really fast paced too. we get, we can get through like 150 questions in a show sometimes. So uh, it's, it's just, uh, you know, all the trivia you can handle. And uh, if somebody manages to take down one of the best, they get to take up a lot of money. Hey Brad, I have to ask. You know, in in uh, in all the uh, the times that you've you've participated in in game shows as a contestant, specifically Jeopardy, when you um, when you find that you've answered um, incorrectly, and then you receive the correct answer, is that then locked in your mind? Did you grab onto those incorrect answers? Does it kind of impact you in a way that that I will never forget that? Oh, absolutely. Like. Uh... That, those are the ones to stick with you, or the ones that you maybe should have known, or uh, or did know, and somehow the wrong answer came out. Mm-hmm. Um, like I can think back to the ghost tournament where I I think I got the first daily double in the whole thing, and uh, it was a question about um, Catherine the Great and uh, her her boyfriend. Uh, and for some reason, I must have had Anna Karenina on the brain, and I <laughs> confidently said it was Count Bronski they were asking about when it was really uh, Potemkin. And uh, like I'll, I'll never forget that as long as I <laughs> it'll haunt you. Well, there, we we had Buzzy Cohen on yeah. recently, and he was talking about, and we all agreed that they're, they're, that Jeopardy 
um, has the, the phrasing of the questions is, is really can be your key and your clue. I, I the chase is a little more antiseptic in the in the approach. And I think in many ways, the questions can be more difficult. Do you agree with that? Uh, yes and no. Like they're definitely more straightforward because we have to get through a lot of them in right. a little bit of time. So uh, they're short and snappy. It's either hey, do you know this or not? Whereas right. with Jeopardy, one of the best things about it is that you don't necessarily have to know the answer cold. The clue will usually give you um, a couple ways in to figure it out. Right. Right. Nice. All right. And are you guys? Would you? Would you appreciate if you saw? Uh, someone who was as good as any of the chasers uh, kind of come up as a uh, contestant. Would, would that impress you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, we've done a really good job getting contestants for the show, too, like people who are really good. So, uh, I mean, they're going to beat us. They're going to earn it. And if they do, that's really impressive. And that's uh, that's almost what I kind of root for is right. that, uh, you know, this is a – it's tough to win on this show, man. We're the goats. Yes, you and, are. Uh, if you can, if, if if you can, if you can take some money off us, uh, you've done something pretty good. Brad, speaking of winning, uh, how many games do the Sixers win this series, and and do they win tonight against the Hawks? I think they win in six. I think Atlanta will get another one. Um, but uh, I I really liked what uh, I saw in Game Two from them. It's like uh, I don't know what was going on there in Game One, especially in the first half. Well, but um, yeah, I think I think Atlanta has enough to take another one off them. But uh, I think uh, I think yeah, Sixers and Six. That's a prediction from a Jeopardy champion. So it's pretty much it's a lock. (laughs) It's a lock, as they say. All right, Brad, we appreciate it, man. Thanks. Keep doing what you do, and we'll talk another time. Okay. Sounds good. Always nice to be with you. Excellent, Brad Rudder, guys. Yeah. And the Chase Sundays on ABC at uh, nine p.m. Uh, and then we're moving right over to our next guest, and it is always great to speak to him. Uh, he has a special series with Nat Geo, and it's America's Funny Home Videos, the Animal Edition. I love this. I know. The, because I, that's one of the best parts of yep. AFV. Uh, yeah, premiering uh, today, by the way, with three new episodes. There's 12 episodes total, and three new episodes are going to drop each week. Please welcome, give some love to Mr. Alfonso Rivera. Yeah. This morning. Alfonso. How are you? Wonderful. How you doing, man? Good, buddy. Good to talk to you guys again. Excellent. It's good to have you on. So, yeah, man, it's I, I'm surprised that uh, there are so many, you know, you know, you have your favorite types of videos. People do anyway. There's the getting hit in the nuts videos. Yes. <laughs> it's a standard. Uh, there's the gross <laughs> videos. But the animal ones are usually some of the absolute best. I know you love them. Absolutely. So, so uh, Alfonso, as you well know, they go to the dog park on uh, AFV, and that's part of the thing. And there's also the, the, the cat right. the cat segment. But when that, everybody, I say, oh, my, my wife will be in the kitchen getting, the dog park! And, and <laughs> you come running in because there's just something wonderful about it. So this seems to be a long time in the making, and it's a no-brainer. I mean, you've got to have a, a tremendous repository of videos ready to go. Yeah, absolutely. There's uh, there are a ton of uh, animal videos to choose from, whether it be the dog park videos or you know videos of you know pets and zoo animals and in the wild and you know that that newest craze where people 
get in their car and they go through the drive-through safaris and they open their windows to allow these big monster, you know, animals to come into their car and with their tight just nastiness but funniness at the same time. Doesn't it blow um, you? There's a ton of videos, but it's it's so it, it, you're absolutely right in saying this is long overdue. It totally makes sense. This is uh, a show that uh, people just automatically will fall in love with because. I mean, who, who you know? Who doesn't love animals doing silly, funny things? Well, it's it's funny because the same you know, animals are animals, and, the, and their reactions are not you know the, the multitude of ways that a human can react. Uh, there, there's one. It was from this season just past where a guy is on a Zoom call. And his cat <laughs> st- steps on the counter and freaks out and is basically destroying his kitchen while he's on the Zoom call. And he's just, he doesn't know what to make of it. And my wife and I were howling and watched it back like 20 times. It's just that interaction that's going to happen when you're dealing with an animal that doesn't really answer to the same rules and laws that we do. Absolutely. I mean, you know, look, we all have pets. Some of, you know, I used to have pets back in the day. And you can you can guarantee that they're going to do something that is going to have you truly perplexed. And uh, we, we, you know, we have so many of those. And, and that that one video that you're talking about, it was uh, one of our highlighted videos. And it's just it's really funny. And, and doing it with Nat Geo, you know, the tone of the show is a little bit different. Uh, you know, when you when on AFV on ABC, it's a little different because you know the. They're people and they're talking. Right. You know, there are no animals talking. So <laughs> I have to kind of really help set the tone uh, for the show. So it's uh, it's a little bit different tone with the show, but it, it, it feels very much like AFV. Sure. Just with all of these amazing animals. Yeah. Hey, Alfonso, I know that uh, in, in acting, you know, you're, you're called upon to do uh, all kinds of stuff as an actor. And. Uh, from time to time, people will work with animals, and sometimes that can be a nightmare. I'm trying to run back in my mind in those years of fresh prints of any animals, and I, <laughs> nothing's coming to mind. Did you guys ever have to work with animals on set at any point? We we, we had um, we had two uh, we had one animal on that show. I've worked with a few different animals. Um, uh, we had a bear on oh on, uh, oh on Fresh Prince. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, like we, we, we all looked at the executive producer and was like, and it was the the first show of the season. Uh And we're like, do you realize how dumb this is? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like this could go really wrong. Let's, and we're, and Will and I obviously being like absolute idiots on set, you know, being silly and, and, and always having fun. You know, this could go horribly wrong. I had a, uh, a situation on Silver Spoons where I had to have a pet snake. Uh, on another show, I had a situation where we had an alligator, and you just go, "Why? why I, don't, I don't, I don't understand why we're doing this. Why? Yes, this doesn't make any sense to me." <laughs> I watched the Fresh Prince of Bel Air reunion as a viewer. I thought it was great. How was it for you? Um, it was wonderful, wonderful to see everybody. I always laugh a little bit when people, because people live their lives through TV versus living their lives in for real world, right? Like they, they think that everything that they see on TV is the only thing that is actually happening, right? Like we're all friends. We get together all the time, except it's a reunion yeah. whenever like someone posts <laughs> a picture. Yeah. Right? I'm like, yeah, it's so different than the reunion we had yesterday. Yeah, yeah but you know what? For, but as a viewer, like, we we don't know that you guys are still friends and that you see each other all the time. We hope that that's the case, but, like, there are some shows right, where people yeah. don't talk to each other. 
Yeah, we, we see each other, so it's like I always laugh at it because it's like, ooh, they had a reunion. I'm like, no, nah, we just got together. Um, but this one was fun just to kind of be back on the set, um, you know, just kind of all sitting there talking about it. And, you know, obviously we don't sit around talking about our time together working on the show. We're living our lives currently and, and, and in our day-to-day and what's going on in our lives. And those are the things we talk about. But it was kind of fun to, to look back and, and talk about the years of past. Well, uh, we also we just had Brad Rutter on from Jeopardy, and uh, he uh, he uh, you know was one of the greats of Jeopardy and hosted uh, as a guest host, and he's on uh, uh, you know the Chase, and uh, you uh, host your own game show, which is Catch Twenty One, and you were nominated for a Daytime Emmy Award. That's that's phenomenal. I think it's your second time, correct? Yeah, it's my second nomination, which is um, quite incredible for me. I mean, uh, you know, never expected that, obviously. Um, you know, I'm one of those people I go to work and I do the job and, and, uh, if, if people like it, we get to stay on the air, hopefully, and, uh, just keep doing it. But the fact that the, uh, you know, the, 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 the Emmys have, have nominated me twice for award, um, is, is quite that, that is the award, right? Whether right. you get it or you don't, you, you know, you get the award, but you know, it's going to be hard. Obviously, you know, you know, Alex Trebek, uh, to me, gets it gets another one in my opinion. <laughs> um, you know, even, even though he's gone, but you know, you you have to honor a lifetime of work there with him, and he, right. you know, so we'll 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 see what happens. But um, my bet's on on Alex, and and it, like I said, it was an honor just to be nominated. Well, you know, it's great all the stuff that you're involved in with with this Nat Geo show and with AFV and with the game show. This is all all of this stuff, especially over the, the past 11, 12 months, has been exactly the kind of distraction that people have needed. So your work has never been, you know, and this is not, you know, false praise, has never been more important because I know it, it's meant a lot to my wife and I as viewers, and uh, it's got to make you feel good to be a part of that. It really does make me feel good. I, I, I feel really honored to have shows that are making people laugh and smile. I mean, look, it, we, we're, we're all in this together. Uh, an incredibly difficult time for all of us, um, and the idea that you know we can bring a little bit of laughter, a little bit of smiles, a little bit of a timeout from all that's going on to be able to sit back and hug on your kids, hug on your wife, and and uh, or your husband, and and uh, and enjoy some time together um, with with laughter. Uh, is is very special. I know another thing that's got to make you feel good. Apparently, uh, if, if my information is correct, uh, this week you won the flight at your club, uh, uh, your golf club. You Whoa. won the championship uh, this this week, correct? I did. I did. I played. I played really well. Um, you know, it was uh, it was you know over over the course of a month, right? So just being able to you know get your head right and be ready every time. I um, I shot uh, sixty nine, seventy, and sixty nine, and, and uh, so holy hell! I was uh, very, very happy with with my with my performance. You know, now we've got our big tournament up in Lake Tahoe coming up in uh, July, and hopefully my game will will stay with me till then, and, and I can bring that game up there. But those... uh, it was uh, very, 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 very happy, very proud of uh, myself. Wow, were those were those uh, si- were those sixty nines net or gross scores? Gross scores. Nice, man. Real nice. Yeah, we we don't we don't we don't play net. Okay, <laughs> that all right. Net thing to me. Hey, uh, I've never liked net in any net tournament because at the end of the day, um, let's just say not everybody is, uh, <laughs> plays the game the right yes. way. <laughs> I, hey, I I know I know well known cheaters, man, and you just yeah. Uh, what are you, you gonna know, do? I, I know. 
it's very funny. I know a lot of athletes, and most athletes I know that will, will typically say, you know, you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> yeah. you've just told me not to mess with you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, yeah, I, have, you I, have, I have a story about you. I, I played with a member out at uh, Marion here uh, one time, and he he got matched up with you in a uh, in an outing, and uh, you he was telling me how very competitive you were. You wanted to win that tourney. That's all there was to it, and and. Uh, he, the guy that was playing with you, wasn't holding his own, and he had said that he was a uh, a nine handicap. And apparently, I think your quote was, "You ain't no nine handicap." <laughs> 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 and he carries that around as a yeah, badge of honor. That really does sound like me. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he carries it around as a and badge of honor, Alfonso. Exactly how I would say, it. "You ain't no nine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly um, you know, look. It, I've learned I've learned in my in my age now to to um, to simply relax. I, 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 whenever I play in any of those programs uh, with other people, I I will literally on the first tee say to everybody, "Okay, are we trying to win? Yeah, or are we trying to have fun? Right, right, right. Yeah. Y'all tell me. I can do either one. I can I can get into like let's go win this thing mode, or we can just hit balls and wherever it goes, who cares? Uh. Y'all can drink and we can just and and be have a happy day. Right. Yeah. That's probably a good bar to set early. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a, actually that's required right yeah, there. Yeah. Otherwise yeah. you're gonna yeah, have a you're not gonna be I think if I remember it correctly, uh yeah, that dude wasn't no nine. <laughs> <laughs> I will let him know. That's funny, man. All right, well listen, we'll remind people the animal edition of uh AF uh, uh AFV. Uh, is going to be tonight, 8 o'clock, three new episodes on Nat Geo Wilds. Always great to talk to you, Alfonso. Thanks a bunch, man. Thank you, guys. All right, Always take fun. Have Al- a great day. Alfonso Rivero, guys. Yeah, yeah this, it was so funny. He's That's like, man, funny. he busted my chops. He was just having a bad day. He really was a nine well, handicap. He sounds like he's Alfonso. Sounds like he's a damn good player. He's, he's really good. He's he's tight. He shot seventy four at Pebble Beach uh, in October for the pro am there. So he's uh, he's the real deal. He plays like three times a week. I know Will used to play golf a lot, and they probably fell in love with it together. Yeah. I'm guessing. I've yeah. never really asked him that before, uh, but I know at one point Will owned a home that had like. A, a few holes in the backyard, and they get out and play every day. And I don't know what his level is anymore. But Jeez. Alfonso is—he's deep in that community. He is—he is a big part of the, of the golf world. So nice to have him on. All right, let's take a break. Come back in a second. Have a shot at you winning something with a lesson question. Trash and music news coming up too. And don't forget, we give away our word of the week prize uh, today. Uh, can I give some away now? Yeah, Casey? Yeah, 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 yeah. Get something a minute ago. How about this? All right, let's do. Uh, oh, a download of nobody. Uh, oh, this, it's really good. Yeah, this is uh, the writer of John Wick brings it to you. We'll take uh, caller numbers uh, 789 at uh, 215-263-WMMR, and we will give it to you. It's available on 4K, Blu-ray, and DVD. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, we're already done with traffic, so we're going to give away the lesson question prize pair of tickets to see Guns N' Roses at the Hard Rock in Atlantic City. And that's uh, in September. The question that I think that we are going to go with this morning is where is one of the only places that Kathy could be a successful <laughs> chef? <laughs> 
All right. Let's see if you were listening and heard that earlier this morning. 215-263-WMMR. Where is one of the only places Kathy could actually be a successful chef? 215-263-WMMR. Give us a call. We're going to do the trash for you. Call him. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right. Brought to you by Mulch Works of Aston. They offer the highest quality mulch and topsoil. It is manufactured on site. And they also have leaf compost, decorative stone, pavers, and more. Mulchworks has delivery or pickup uh, for pre- residential and commercial markets. And you can visit mulchthis.com for details. What is up this morning, Steve? Well, Lindsay Buckingham's wife of more than two decades, Kristen Mesner, has filed for divorce from the iconic guitarist. Mesner reportedly told Bucky- Buckingham that he could go his own way just as long as it was, as, as it was directly into a wood chipper. Yeah. I tried to spit that out. Bye. Yeah. Michael Douglas says he was, get this, he was mistaken for his daughter Carrie's grandfather during her high school graduation. Douglas says he was more annoyed by the fact that every time he sat still, they attempted to bury him. So. Hey! And finally, he was fired for accidentally pleasuring himself while visible to a Zoom conference call. And now Jeffrey Tubin has returned to his post at CNN. Tubin says he was enjoying his law career, but eventually felt himself being pulled in another direction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's your Hollywood track. Hi. We shall see if you were listening. You know the answer to this question. Uh, where's the one and only, one of the only places Kathy could become a successful chef? Let's go to Lisa. See if she knows. Hey, Lisa. Hey, good morning. Good morning. All right, so where's one of the only places Kathy could actually be a successful chef? Prison. 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 Hang on, Lisa. We're going to give you a pair of tickets to see Guns N' Roses at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. It's this September. Tickets for both shows, Saturday, September 11th, and Sunday, September the 12th, are on sale now via Ticketmaster.com. Complete concert information is available. At WMMR.com. Yes, Kat. I'm excited about my new career. I feel like I could be like a celebrity chef that ro- like roams to the different uh, yes. roams to the different prisons, prisons and, yeah. and, and, and correctional facilities. And correctional you facilities, could be yeah. the Robert Irvine of incarceration. Yeah. 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 This is great. I think there's an audience here for sure <laughs> who would not yeah. tune in for yeah. that, man. <laughs> well, you, you should do is you turn lives around by making people want to leave prison so bad. That they're, they're they're on their best behavior and they get yeah. early release. They'll do anything to yeah. get out. This isn't French toast. <laughs> no. All right, let's do music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Zappa, Zappa cool, man. <laughs> Brought to you by Stateside Vodka Sodas. They're made with just three simple ingredients. at Stateside Vodka, sparkling water, and real fruit juice. Available in liquor stores now and at statesidevodka.com for pickup or shipping in Pennsylvania. Uh, I just have two items, and that's it today. Uh, Out today is Wolfgang Van Halen's debut album. The self-titled set billed to his uh, band Mammoth WVH is out. It's a 14-track collection and uh, features him handling all of the writing, performing, and production duties. That's a pretty big task for, yep. you know, the debut album. Yep, and he and his band will serve as the opening act for Guns N' Roses on their summer tour, and of course, Wolfgang is going to be at the MMRBQ in September. I, I, I like what I've been hearing. Yeah. And he seems like a really nice guy. Wolfgang spoke about the new album, TellingPeople.com. It's as personal as it can be. Songwriting is a really therapeutic thing for me, so I was working at a lot of stuff with these songs. Most of my lyrics are written uh, at something or someone. And it's almost like an amalgamation of 
And then he pauses and says, you know how you're always, how you always win arguments in the shower? He said, it's <laughs> like that. It's like Casey when yeah. you... You run through the fights or yes. arguments in your head. Yeah, and then when you actually have the argument and they don't say what you were, they were supposed to say. Right. They yeah. ruin it. Yeah. That's not what you said in the shower. <laughs> no, like. you said something else, and then I said this. And that's when you have to employ hidden fists. Yes. He said, it's like anybody who's ever done me wrong or used me or lied to me, amalgamate into this one being that I wrote lyrics at. Uh, so he went on to explain that he understands that his reputation comes with its own baggage. He said a lot of people have understandably preconceived notions about what this must be like oh he's the son it must sound exactly like it but i've done everything i can to be my own person and i think it really shows on the album yeah it doesn't there i hear no Nothing. van halen no. In, in there at all i hear a, a an artist doing his own thing so uh and we're gonna get that live uh at the mm barbecue in september 25th. i'm definitely gonna make time to see that yep and one more story and that's it on saturday the who will release and expand uh, an expanded 40th anniversary edition of their 1981 Face Dances collection for Record Store Day. The the, the throat singers? No, oh. Face Dances. Oh. The Who. Oh, okay. Uh, the actual Who. No, oh. you're thinking of... Uh, the Who. The H-U. <laughs> the Who. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. No, That's, not The Who. I automatically who. think of the H-U when you say The Who, Preston. LP1 is the original album with its nine tracks. LP2, entitled Face Dances Part 3, with a nod to the 1982 Pete Townsend solo hit Face Dances Part 2, uh, has another nine tracks. The album was uh, remastered and cut at half speed by Miles Showell at Abbey Road. Uh, the second disc features alternate versions of Face Dances tracks. And outtakes along with four of the album's songs uh, performed on March 28, 1981, live in Essen, Germany. There's a lot of great songs in there, by the way. That's it. That's all I have for you. That's all you need. That's a short music news for the day. Uh, we are going to break and come back. Anything else? Do you guys, you smell toast? Ooh, we, we, we have. We toast. Has it been made? Yeah. Has it been? Are we toasting? We're, Did we're, we toast? we're all set Not up yet. over here behind us. Marissa has laid out what would be the equivalent of a uh, of a buffet, but it is basically all based around the Tom Papa gifted sourdough bread. Well, maybe when Pierre gets here, he can uh, sample as well. Okay, oh, you're doing the next break. Okay. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, so it was for. <laughs> you have your mouth already and everything. Yeah. You want to do it now? Let's do it now. Let's do it now. I mean, uh, are we doing it now or? Yeah. Why okay. not? All right. All right. Preston, you that. know how to use a toaster. I do. I've I've seen videos. Um, so earlier this morning, uh, Casey had set this up for Steve's birthday, which is tomorrow. <clears throat> we had said we were going to have Rich Voss on, but we didn't. We actually had Tom Papa. And we wanted to hide the fact from Steve, so that's why we used the guise of, of Rich Voss coming on. Casey had had Tom Papa send over a loaf of sourdough bread that, that Tom had made specifically for Steve, because Steve has been asking him for years now to Every send time. some of his uh, sourdough bread. Every so time he's on. Casey got this uh, FedEx to us. Wait a minute. Wait. We could not find a perfectly it's serrated knife. not a knife. serrated knife. So we, we actually... A hunting knife. This is from the Rambo collection, Preston. This is a tactical knife? Yeah. <laughs> Tom would not approve. <laughs> Tom would hate us. Uh, so Casey's going to cut this with uh, someone's fishing knife. Uh, all right, looks like it's working. Yes, right. it's working. And uh, and we, we, he said he recommended because it was overnighted. Uh, it's been sitting out essentially for two days that we toast it if we want to get the best from it. Oh, um, look at that! But it was made fresh. Obviously, you want to have it, you know, the day that it's come out of the oven. Uh, but so we're going to Casey's cutting this up. We're going to pop this into the toaster. Give it a toast. He recommended with just butter to kind of keep it, uh, 
you know, minimal and uh, let you get a real feel for it. So, yeah. Um, we'll probably have to do this off air. Okay? All right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's what I thought. So Casey's having some issues. We'll take a break. We'll toast it. We'll come back and then we'll we'll taste test it and uh, maybe we can give a Pierre sample too. Yes. So we'll come back in just a moment. Stay with us. Roll up your sleeves. It's time for the I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive. Hey, gang, this year's event is Friday, June 18th. Make your donation appointment now at WMMR.com. And then cut out early on a Friday to help those in need. Choose from two locations, the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks or the Event Center inside Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia in the South Philly Sports Complex. Donors get the newest Preston and Steve t-shirt and the pride of knowing that you made a difference. Appointments are required for safety protocols, so sign up today at WMMR.com. The 16th annual I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive, benefiting the American Red Cross. Sponsored by Recovery Centers of America. Get help at recoverycentersofamerica.com and 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. Getting us into this beautiful Friday that we're sharing together and uh, a great weekend hopefully for everybody. It's about 1042 as we're wrapping up the program today. Uh, and we had some fun stuff. We had some surprises on we today's did. program, which is great. And we learned some things. Yeah, if you're not careful, <laughs> you might learn some. Um, Big surprise. But I want to thank uh, Casey for setting up this little surprise that we had all morning long. I was promoting the fact, and yesterday, past couple of days, uh, that Rich Voss is going to be on the show. Uh, Rich Voss is not on the show. That was a ruse just to pull the uh, the wool over the eyes of one Mr. Steve Morrison. <laughs> Because his birthday is tomorrow, and Casey wanted to set up this special thing because Steve has asked for a long time, anytime we had Tom Pop on, to send him some of his uh, famous now uh, sourdough bread that he makes. He's yes. Been, it's his thing. He's been doing it for years now, and it looks so delicious when you look at the pictures of it. So Casey arranged it for Tom to send a loaf. We we're going to have Steve open it, and then we were going to have Tom on live instead of Rich Voss to... Talk bread with Steve. And, yes. And, uh, we did that very thing, and it was great. And then Tom's going to be back in town. He's got gigs coming up this fall I- at the um, Borgata. He mentioned the Keswick. We didn't see a date for that listed anywhere as of yet, but he might be making his way into his area. It's his great. Area with that. So it was nice having the one and only Mr. Tom Pop on. And then we had uh, Brad Rutter from uh, The Chaser. Uh, yes. Uh, or The Chase, I'm sorry. He is one of the chasers on The Chase. And Alfonso Ribeiro. Yeah. Uh, who is on as well. So uh, a fun day indeed. And the fun day is coming to a close now. About ready to wrap things up, but we need to get the letter of the day. So I'm going to turn to Pierre Robert. He's shaking his sugar. Shake your sugar. Shake your sugar, baby. Yeah, shake your sugar, baby. There it is. One, two, three, four. Do you do it a certain amount of times, or is it just whenever? Just towards Mecca. Yeah. Two or three times. Uh, I don't know. My father used to tap his cigarettes. I used to do that too. Pack them. Yeah. yeah pack your smokes. Would, uh, while driving, would pull it. It was very ritualistic. Pull it out of the cigarette pack, then tap it on the steering wheel three uh, times. Okay. Turn it over. Yep. And put it in his mouth and put the lighter on and uh, offend everyone in the automobile. <laughs> That was trapped and had nowhere to go until my mother lit her cigarette, and so it was a it was a virtual cancer thon uh, going are, on any journey with them. Are Casey and I the only former smokers here? Cigarette smokers? Yeah. I smoked occasionally, but, okay, like while drinking, but I never ever bought a pack in my life. And but I'm Casey, grateful. No. Remember the time of just constantly packing your cigarettes? Bang, 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 bang packing them. Yep, yeah. all the time. Kathy's mm-hmm. big smoker. Oh God. <laughs> 
Big smoker. And, uh, geez, geez, no, I used to go to, when, when smoking was allowed in the bars, I would go to the bars and I would leave. The next morning, I would sound like I smoked yes. three packs of cigarettes. Mm. Well, I mean, we used to work in the bars three, four, five nights a week, uh, you know, hosting different bands and stuff. When, it, when everyone was doing it, you didn't notice it. But once it st- once there started to be an alternative, yeah. then the second you'd walk in, you'd notice it. Um, and it, I mean, if you walked into a bar that smoked now with that Slayer t-shirt that you're wearing, <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, very tight by the way, I might add, looks very good on you. Uh, she is such a Slayer fan. <laughs> Ra- uh, Jackie may be, he'll play raining blood for you in the I all request hour. I think he's going hour. to, yeah. Uh, such a rocker. Yeah. For yeah. Romano. Yeah. All right. For Romano. Jackie, stop looking at my ass. Remember you cut that ID for him? Yes, I do. Does he still play it? Oh, he still plays it all the time. Jack, uh, Kathy has an ID. It'll come out of a song and Jack, it'll go, Hi, this is Kathy Romano. Jackie, stop looking at my ass and get back to work. <laughs> he can't help it, man. He can't help it. All right, so letter of the day? Yes. Let's do it. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter... A as in Asia. Ah, very good. So we have a word now. Let's take call number 7-215-263-WMMR, and we will uh, let you see if you know the word and see if you're a winner. Uh, Pierre's now trying the Tom Papa bread. Yum. Sourdough, yeah. He Yum. makes it uh, fresh. In fact, not only did he gift uh, Steve a, a loaf of that bread, but he sent him the mother yeast as well. The mother yeast, which yeah. takes a the long time to to create, and it's his yeah. And so Steve now has that, and he needs to consult Add with some Tom. Father yeast to it, and and yes, and then then they make the baby babies, uh, and the then baby the bread. Bread store comes. No, it, there's a, an, an actual keeping it a live process. Oh, really? That Tom was sort of explaining, which I have to uh, get good at because you you can't just leave it in the refrigerator. You have to take it out and sort of feed it, is what they say. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Happy early birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so what's up on the uh, program today? Uh, well, let's see. Uh, first of all, we had a, a great chat with Nancy Wilson yesterday. And uh, we're, um, we're Nancy going to put something in front of him. <laughs> I think it confused him for a moment. It doesn't take much. <laughs> uh, so. If people want to see that, we'll have that Zooming soon uh, from Studio Z, our uh, Zoom studio. And a uh, nice chat with Nancy Wilson. That's coming. We will have uh, tickets for Shinedown uh, September 11th at the Met. Uh, and we will have a workforce block of Shinedown because um, that is on sale uh, as of right now. That went on sale with Aaron Jones. Uh, who will be on the MMRBQ, give you a chance to sample what he will be like. He'll be opening the show. Uh, the barbecue is the 25th. Uh, the Shinedown show is the 11th. Uh, Record Company is also coming back to the TLA. That'll be October 27th. That goes on sale at noon. We'll do a workforce block of the Record Company and a block of the cars. Wow. It's going to be a fun day. It is gonna it's be fun, fun to day. hear you say the words back to the TLA. Yeah. yeah we, we've been in such a stasis. Yes, it, I, it is great fun. All right, well, let's see if we can get a uh, winner over here. We got our Word of the Week caller. It's number seven, and that is Andy. Hey, Andy, good morning, sir. Hey, good morning. What's up, you FBSs? FBSs. What does that it's, stand uh, at for? It's a year old. It's a shout-out to Reed. It's uh, Finger Blanston Seniors. <laughs> <laughs> I lost my 
so long, oh, I could I could stop laughing. Finger blasting, blasting seniors. I don't remember that, but I love it. I like it. Yeah. That was for it was, who? Uh, it was uh, Steve doing a Regis voice. I think it was after he passed. Yeah. Oh my so, God. Finger blasting seniors. Yeah. FBS is yes. all right. Andy, <laughs> give me that word, man. The word is vodka. Dos Vodanya. That's correct, sir. Hang on, Andy. We are going to set you up, man. Speaking of vodka, two cases of stateside soda, two bottles of stateside vodka, and two rocks glasses. Don't forget, stateside vodka sodas are made with just three simple ingredients, stateside vodka, sparkling water, and real fruit juice available in liquor stores and in stateside vodka uh, at statesidevodka.com for pickup or shipping in Pennsylvania. Uh, Before I thank our sponsors and all that stuff, I want to send out a personal congratulations to... Uh, the um, graduating class of 2021 from um, Souderton Area High School, Woo-hoo! more specifically, my son Carter, who yeah, graduated from awesome. high school last night. Oh, Carter! And by the way, uh, Pierre, my dad was in town for that, and he wanted me to tell you uh, hello, and he wished he could have seen you. He really enjoys uh, when he has an opportunity to see you. He says you're a great guy. Thank you, Dad. Yeah, so there you go. You want to go hunting? Um, he, he'd probably take you fishing. Let's, there you go. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm still eating the bread. I noticed. Let's go fishing. Yeah. All right, let me thank our sponsors. Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show, and by Meineke uh, for tires, brakes, batteries, exhaust systems, and more. Meineke doing car care right. Next week on the program, Candace Bushnell. Wow. Oh, yeah. Sex in the City. Sex in the City. Yeah, yeah she's wow. the creator. Uh, I think she might be in the studio. What? Yes, I think we're going to have an in-studio guest. I mean, what? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what? We have uh, Brad Arnold from the band Three Doors Down. Uh, wow. Our buddy Jim Jackson, play-by-play uh, guru that he is. Very nice. Golf. And the Preston and Steve Blood Drive Woo! will Yay! be taking place next Friday, one week from today. So, get set for all this stuff. Ray John, have yourself a great weekend, and we will see you later, guys. Bye-bye. <laughs> Hey everybody, it's good to have you on the bat bat two da bat two ba 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 ba